Hey everybody, welcome to episode 12 of Vigigame Apocalypse. Uh, before we start, I'd like to say a couple things. The last week has been incredibly shitty, as I'm sure I don't need to tell you. Uh, let you in on a secret here. We normally record Thursdays and mm. post the following Tuesdays, so we're still kind of reeling from the events of this week at this point. Uh, I know we have a lot of listeners in Boston. That's where a lot of our fans are. Uh, we've met some of you at PAX East. I haven't personally, but obviously other people have. Uh, and we hope you stay safe. Uh, we know you're you're tough, and uh, our thoughts yeah, they're are from with Boston. They're super yeah, tough. Yeah, exactly. You're you're in one of the toughest cities in America, if not the toughest. You you will bounce back, but our thoughts are with you and with the people of West Texas. Yeah. And I hope that uh, this week we can give you something fun to take your mind off of recent events. Uh, we, we do have a pretty good show today. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Michael Raparas. With me in the studio are... Ann Lewis. And... Tyler Wilde. And joining us from Games Radar is... Henry Gilbert. Woo! Uh, you guys are still doing this show? Yeah, it's still going on. We hit, we passed ten episodes, so we're like, wow. we're in the clear now, right? That's cool. Yeah. Cool piece of game. We that means started, we're uh, good until like three hundred and fifty. Then we can stop. Then we can get syndicated. I That's guess. That's why I saw you guys recording yeah. this special thing. Ah, yes, three hundred and fifty PC Gamer podcast wow. episodes. So Damn, 10, 10's pretty good though. That's fantastic. Well, we're this is episode twelve. Yeah, twelve. 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 I, I don't know what number. Last week we're on. was eleven. Yeah. The one so that made everyone small? angry. Uh, we made everyone angry? I guess. I don't know. Actually, I only got, read like two of the comments. I got more <laughs> responses on Twitter for that one. than Someone called me smart. Oh. I know. I saw that. And they're wrong. Well, it's weird that <laughs> it was Ryan Merrick and he tweeted it at me, not you. <laughs> he tweeted me to tell me that you were smart. I'm like, I know. He's so smart. Uh, all the time. <laughs> You're both wrong, but <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> not many people who would be brave enough to fess up to that. Tyler. I feel like we need to clear up some mistakes that we made last week, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we we, we heard a couple people's feelings, and we feel so bad about that. Well, I, I made the mistake of thinking that Cooper was Hollander Cooper instead of David but David you, B. Cooper. Yes, but you had a reason for that. Yeah, he, the icon you use on your avatar is similar to one that I think I've seen him use on AIM or XBLA or something. For whatever reason, I saw that image and thought it was Hollander Cooper, so I apologize. But David Cooper, very cool dude. Yes. Uh, and Been we with also, us since the TDAR days. We also made a mistake of uh, when we read Pinchy's answer. I called her a man, but no, she is a lady. She is a lady, and I apologize for that. Yes, not not a I just child ass- lady either. No, she's a full full grown ass woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just assume all of our listeners are men at this point, which is bad. <laughs> I'm sure we have you know two or three lady listeners. Oh well. Uh, Write in and let us know. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a lady? Yeah. Send pics. ASL? <laughs> Do people still say that? Is that still a thing? ASL? I, I, yeah. I don't know. I saw that one of the top sites, uh, one of the top sites on Reddit were like the real lesbians page. Like, make sure. <laughs> not fake be, lesbians. Well, you, not men pretending to be yeah. lesbians. <laughs> and of course, men who pretend to be lesbians would never go to the real lesbians page. And yeah. No, 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 no. Why would they do you that? You only get pure real lesbians who, who want to help men get off for some uh-huh. reason. Sure. That's weird. <laughs> um, okay. Cool. Uh, well, apart from that. Uh, we, Good start. Yeah, we should have an interesting show. I'm not making any promises. 
Uh, we got some Nintendo news. That's primarily why I dragged you on this week, Henry. Woo! After you stood you... us up last week with your I'm sickness. Oh no, we decided he was he was weight he was weightlifting. Wait, oh, that's right. You were weightlifting. <laughs> You're being a we total shock. We came up with Bro uh, Henry. And yeah, that's why I couldn't talk about comic books. I Sitting just... on the edge of your bed, lifting a barbell, going, "Oh, I gotta get pumped." The game this weekend. Coach is really on my ass. (laughs) Yeah, it's been, well, last week was a hard work week. This week has actually been an easier work week, which is just a a sadder regular week. But whatever. Uh, We also have the release of Dead Island Riptide this week. And in the spirit of that, we're going to talk about zombies. Uh, specifically playable ones because that rendered the smallest top five list. It, it also made it a little bit harder for us, though. We had to think a little bit harder I think about... it made it easier because we had a much smaller field to yeah, win Yeah, we through. had a smaller field, but we also had to think, like, what games do you actually play as a zombie? So we yeah. had to... We had In to four months, can I steal this on GamesRadar.com? Yeah, Maybe. go you, You'll seven. do it anyway. It's not All like right. we can stop you. <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't have even said that. Now this, this, <laughs> yeah. is, this is a paper trail. You done yeah. fucked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shame I, on you. Henry. I know who's number one, my number one playable zombie, but uh, I'm not going to cheat and you look can, ahead. You can say it after. Yeah, you can say it after. After you've forgotten. Number five. That is, of course... <laughs> of course. Of course, the uh, zombie form from Metal Slug 3. And that's what? about the only distinctive sound. Can we hear it again? It's, yeah. That's that weird barfing move that he does that yeah. obliterates everything that's, that's on the your, screen. That's your only attack. It's a, a, you, you're vomiting a jet of blood. Wow, I thought you were yeah. just recording me after that wargaming party <laughs> we went to. <laughs> this may sound prejudiced, but I think every metal, bl- metal slug game looks the same. That's why. Well, it kind of does. That's sort of the point. They're, they all look brilliantly animated and uh, yeah. violent. They all look like really fun games, don't they? Mm-hmm. If for tw- if for like two quarters worth of fun, yeah. Nah. But I think even as a twenty dollar game, well, Metal Metal Slug games, a lot of them have like weird transformations. I think it was Metal Slug Two where. Uh, you you get hit by a certain enemy or you eat a certain thing, you get like morbidly obese. Yeah, and you have great. to play as a morbidly obese version of your character for a little bit. Yeah, I do like that. Yeah. I, I also, well, just in general, I love the history lesson of the Neo Geo because like on the, on the Neo Geo architecture, like they had to iterate, they had to keep making games on basically the exact same hardware for a decade. Mm-hmm. And that by the 10th year of games, they had been... Like, they were so crisp and precise, they knew how to get squeeze the most out of it. Like, it was yeah. it was pretty impressive. Well, I'm, I'm impressed by the Metal Slug games in general. Like, and I didn't realize this until I actually sat down and reviewed one for MacLife.com. Yeah. And uh, it's strange. Like, there's so much variety and detail in the animations of, of just your enemies. Like, they don't just throw identical soldier sprites at you. Like, they all react to things in different ways. It's, it's a very dynamic game for what it is, which is a side-scrolling shooter. Mm. But the zombie transformation, to get back on topic, <laughs> is probably one of the most fun moments in any of the games because you, you get hit by zombie spit and you die. And then instead of just dying, you come back to life. You're very slow. And, Super slow, yeah, yeah. And your only attack is vomiting blood. But it, it, it just... You do it in a very wide arc. You start looking down and end up looking up. And by the time it's done, you've hit absolutely everything on the screen and everything's dead. 
Uh, there's a video of somebody using it to kill one of the bosses oh, very yeah, quickly. Yeah. Super wow. quickly. Because like as soon as it contacts with anything, it's like an, an almost instant kill. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's it's just enormously fun. And you know, add to that the fact that like, hey, you're playing as a zombie in this game, and uh, it's actually pretty cool. So definitely get hit by the zombies in those games. Number four. My head? What about my head? Um, well, uh, perhaps you should take a look for yourself. What the fuck? His head is dead because he's dead head Fred. He is uh, dead head Fred. Not right said Fred. No, not right no. said Fred, but I kept not typing that in on Fred accident either. while I was trying to find clips. <laughs> I was thinking drop dead Fred. Yeah. yeah, drop dead Fred by Rick Mayall. But this was, um, what was his name? The guy uh, from Scrubs. Zach Braff? Uh, no, the other guy from Donald Scrubs. Faison? No, the... Uh, I don't Scrubs. No, the other guy from uh, Scrubs. Neil... What character does he play? Oh, John McGinley. Ah, uh, John McGinley. Uh, it's John McGinley, who played the very intolerant uh, head of He's surgery. one of the bombs. Medicine? Also. Oh, yeah, one of the bombs in Office Space. But uh, he's he's great. He's great in this. Uh, he's... Well, he's Deadhead Fred, which is a zombie who's had his head removed mm-hmm. and been brought back by the to mob. life. Yeah, decapitated by the mob. But a scientist like found him floating in the river and said, "You know what? I'm not going to call the cops or uh, <laughs> any the coroner or anything. I'm going to drag this corpse back to my lab." As a scientist, yeah, <laughs> Some, it's somehow, my duty. somehow I have his brain, which yeah, I put so in a jar. They never explain that. He says. The the mob boss took your head, uh-huh. but I managed to get your brain. <laughs> yeah, and this means you've lost all your memories. That so. seems like it's setting up for a Bioshock-style twist at the end that you were mm. never... Uh, or if I could maybe mention like Swamp Thing, where Swamp Thing realizes he was never Heck Alec Hammond at all. He was a plant <laughs> that thought he was Alec Hammond. Swamp Thing spoilers. Sorry. Oh. Everybody read. Oh my gosh. Maybe you're just a brain who no, was never this decapitated monster. Yeah. What? Maybe it's all in your head. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, what was that one noir book about the detective that's in a coma? I don't know. What was the name of that? Yeah, um, but anyway, so you're, you're yeah, that's not how this game ends. <laughs> yeah, uh, Deadhead Fred, his default state is a zombie body with a jar for a head with a brain floating in it and eyes. And he has like metal, ha- like robot hands. Does he? I don't think he does. His hands look like they're made of metal. I think they're just dead hands. Oh, and uh, but weird. he can uh, steal the heads of certain enemies. Yeah, which then gives him their powers. So, like, he steals a zombie head, and rather than just giving a zombie control of his body, it actually makes him, like, spit poison or something. I can't it's remember what weird. exactly. But that makes sense. He That's picks up, like, a... There's part work. where he picks up, like, a stone golem's head. Yeah, there, there's, like, an Incan idol or something yeah. that you fight, and, and, yeah, that just makes him really huge with gigantic shoulders and, and able to for? punch things. He can... PSP. There's uh, one head that makes him get really small, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a shrunken head. Yeah. So it, it was very, the rest str- it was very strange, and none of it made any sense no, at all. But it was fun, and it was, <laughs> it was one of the, super fun. It was one of the more imaginative games for PSP, especially early on, and yeah. it was a colossal failure. It did so you not can, do well at all. You can get it anywhere for like five bucks, probably. Would mm. highly, I, I would recommend that if you still own a, P, a PSP and don't know what to do with it, mm-hmm. check out. Yeah, Deadhead Fred is a good thing to do with it. Mm. Uh, I think we have more sounds. I'll tell you the truth, Doc, my brain feels like I've been on a two-week bender. Everything's kind of hazy. Not terribly surprising, really. Fairly common side effects. What with you being dead and all. Uh, just a damn minute, Doc. Just, just, just stop. Stop. 
What do you mean dead? Yeah, I'm uh, pretty sure dead only means one thing. It means dead. <laughs> now I totally hear him. I totally yeah, hear him. Now that, yeah, now that Michael pointed out, I'm like, oh yeah, that's that one really grumpy guy from that show. Mm-hmm. He's always, uh, Zach Braff's always on, trying newbie. to hug him. Get out of here, always, newbie. Well, yeah, yeah, wanting to murder him. That's a good, you know, that show got a lot of shit, but it's mm-hmm. a good show. Yeah. Unlike Cleveland show, which, woo, cancel. Yeah, woo, show. people yeah. losing their jobs. Let's celebrate. Woo. <laughs> Come on, they'll just be assumed back into the Seth MacFarlane machine, right? Uh, you're probably right. Somewhere else. That show was bad, though. It, I didn't care for Scrubs, really actually. Was. Really? Yeah. I I it wasn't was really my thing. I thought it was okay. Hmm. I, just, I just like the relationship between John McGinley and Zach Braff, and that, like, Zach Braff had it in his head that it's like, oh, he's he's the grumpy mentor guy who really does care about me deep down. And like, no, False. that was not the case at all. He just hated you. I just hate you. It uh, wasn't the worst show, but I don't remember being very fond of it. It, it, it kind of played with uh, sitcom tropes before Community mm-hmm. was doing it in every episode. And I liked mm-hmm. that about it. Though it did have the uh, manipulative technique that it used a lot of like, well, time to wrap things up. Uh, wistful song over a montage of characters oh, yeah. saying things, but it, it also bought works. into some of the tropes that oh, yeah, yeah, totally. it, it, that it lampooned. Okay, yeah. Community is guilty of that too, mm-hmm. especially in this season. Uh, oh. the words right out of my mouth. The puppet episode was all right. Yeah, nah, it was okay. I, did, I the songs were like well done and stuff, but I just didn't feel like like where was the parody? Like I don't know. Guess they were just like well, Muppets. The like songs were just—I don't know—they were—they were very sincere. We, I guess we seem to be in an age of very straight-faced, deadpan parody. Yeah, true. where we're imitating th- the tropes of a genre is tantamount to parodying them. Do, doing them exactly how they normally would be done is the same mm. as parody. Yeah. But anyway, even gross waterlogged corpses can find love. You got me at a disadvantage here, lady. Who the hell are you? My friends call me Judy Judy. You can call me. Anytime. Well, maybe I'll take you up on that there, Jude. If you can give me some information. Racist. <laughs> oh, it's a Jude. Oh, that Jude. She, he calls her Jude. Jude. Uh, well, Juju, Judy. But Juju, I'm guessing like the magic Juju, not J-E-W-J-E-W. I would guess magic Juju. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's some bad Juju. Like that kind of Juju. <sighs> I like, you know, you don't see much of that these days. The classic voodoo vengeful, vengeful controlled zombie now everybody's just they're like zombie it's all just undead yeah, the unstoppable people the original mm. meaning of zombie has been completely lost mm. if I can uh, uh, wiki part it's you I believe the first oh. ever zombie appearance in a movie was white zombie and it was a voodoo zombie that's probably right. I yeah. had to give a speech on zombies, and that is correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're only wiki-parsing me if you're correcting me, though. Oh, good point. And, 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 and <laughs> that extra like you, edge wiki. of obnoxiousness. You uh, wiki- I just wiki-parsed you! Oh, my God, you wiki-parsed uh, me about what wiki-parsing is. Why don't we have the current affair sound effect? Clang. I don't know. It's not on my soundboard anymore. God just play it, other sounds quickly. Uh, okay. Thank you. Ah, there you go. That's the new uh, Wiki Parsing. Get all the sounds. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we have Engage. one more sound from this, too. Yes. Oh, I don't think it's so bad. It kind of grows on you after a while. Yeah? You really think a dame could learn to love a guy with a jug for a mug? 
<laughs> chug for a oh, muck. Oh, a lot of the language oh, in this you. is very yeah. is very noirish because this is like supposed that. to well, be. I mean, he's a yeah. PI. He's it's, su- it's supposed to be sort it, of a noir what it thing. Reminded me of kind of is uh, Miller's Crossing if you've ever seen that movie, yeah. but done as yeah, like a zombie of. noir type game. Yeah, but yeah, it was it was yeah. really imaginative, really interesting. I mean, it was it was fun. It was like a seven out of ten maybe, and it failed catastrophically. Oh. Speaking of zombie, have you guys seen the Mystery Science Theater one, Zombie Nightmare? That's one of the best Mystery mm-hmm. Science Theater episodes ever. I think ever. I have, yeah. That's the, uh, Adam West is in that movie. Yes, yes, I have seen that one. That's it's the, really that's, good. It's, not only is Adam West in the movie, but it has like the most licensed music of any episode, too. Like, Ace of Spades is played during it, uh, along wow. with a bunch of other, like, hardcore dirt punk. Like, it's very, very strange. It's on Amazon Prime if you got it. And if you don't got it, sign up for Amazon Prime. Through lasertimepodcast.com. Man, I've never heard the term dirt punk, and I'm terrified that Henry knows more about music than me. Hmm. I don't, I I don't know dirt ma- punk I either, but I am up. music I'm stupid. Dirty punk. No, 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 no. No, no, dirt punk's now a genre because Krusty you said punk. it. Crusty punk. That's back. Crusty <laughs> punk. That's all right. That's yeah, right. yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I think that was his girlfriend he was talking to or you know, before he was dead. Yeah. Uh, but no, she does not love him now because okay. he's weird looking. He's Aww. a freak. Well, who could? Yeah. Who could well, love a man with a uh, drug for a You're hug? looking at an exposed brain all the time. That's kind of gross. With eyes oh, yeah. like attached to the brain <laughs> and like just floating there. Yeah. All right, cool. Googly Sorry, outside. deadhead Fred. You're no looker. Oh, sorry, I just had to clear my throat. <laughs> it sounded like I wish gr- you would save that for one of our later sounds. <laughs> it sounded like uh, a gremlin for me. Who knows? I really? might have to clear my throat again. Yeah. Yeah. I like how gremlins growl. And, well, Left, Left for Dead. Yeah, it's the, uh, hunter, that is the hunter from Left for Dead. Although, to be fair, all the, all the special infected that you... Well, I wasn't a big fan of the jockey, I guess, or the boomer. They are all playable. Mm-hmm. They're all the playable, and, yeah. and they are... They're super fun. The The multiplayer in Left 4 Dead is so much fun. Oh, it's always so terrible. In, in 2 especially, because I played that more, and so I've had more chances to be terrible at it. I was always so terrible at playing the zombies. Oh, I love them. I would be like, I'm going to get you, and then... They're, no. very, they're all very clumsy. They're all very weak. It's sort of an art learning how to control them effectively. It's not so much about learning how to control them effectively as you have to know what how to pair them and how to work as a team of zombies. Mm. Like if you can get a boomer and a smoker and a tank or a boomer and a smoker together or right. But I'm RPing. And so when I'm playing as a zombie, I don't even see the other zombies. (laughs) Oh, that's weird. You're you're just making noises like this. (laughs) This is actually a clip of me playing uh, <laughs> Left 4 Dead 2. I get into the role. And you kick your dog a lot while you're doing yeah, it. Yeah, when I was describing yeah. it, it sounds like a really angry dog that you keep kicking and uh, is just still growling the whole time. Mm-hmm. So, Boot kicking a human dog for all eternity. Yes. <laughs> My only... Uh, was that a reference to a, imagine a uh, It was a reference <laughs> to 1984. That's what I, was, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. I Anyways... Um, one of my only experiences with Left 4 Dead 2, because I did not play it, was, uh, was that it taught me a thing about the games industry as I was starting out. So I started out in early 2008. At E3 2008, the game was revealed. And I came into work that day for the Microsoft press conference, and uh, old co-worker Shane Patterson 
uh, we were talking like, oh man, what's going to be at the Microsoft press conference? And Shane said to me like, well, Left 4 Dead 2. And I said, what? Valve never, Valve wouldn't turn around a sequel that fast. You're crazy. That's huh. nothing like that. And then Shane, after I talked myself out of that for a while, Shane said, it's, it's on the PC Gamer cover. Like, it's, it's, it's right <laughs> over there. Like, oh, well. So he let cool. you make a fool of yourself. Yeah, yeah. That was good old change. I mean, that was a surprise. People got upset about it, and it turned out to be a really good game. It was so super good. I've got my little brother playing it right now. You're great. This very moment? At the, well, not at this very moment. At this very moment, he's playing Bioshock Infinite. Ooh. <laughs> I'm such a good sister. Yeah. <laughs> he's 12. <laughs> well, didn't we have this discussion last time? I you're letting him, You're letting him saw off heads? Yeah. And he's <laughs> like, this is warping my brain. Thanks, sis. Thanks. Yeah. He's asking me questions. I can't answer you, flip a table. So what? Aren't you guys worried that about all the violence in Bioshock Infinite? No, Man, not it's even. It's just so violent. What That's if the he makes? What if he makes a real skyhook and decapitates real people? Then what that is a smart-ass kid. So uh, <laughs> yeah, you know true. what? If you built the whole skyline, my little brother system. is way too calm for any of that. He doesn't have a violent bone in his body. So he lacks <laughs> the violent bone. I say. <laughs> I've got all the violent bones. Medical curiosity. This boy lacks the violent bone. <laughs> yeah, violent bone would be a good band name. Oh, it really yeah, would. I would. Uh, Don't take that. So anyway, Hunter's pretty fun to play as. He's not the only one who's fun to play as. We're going to throw in a couple more for honorable mention here. I like Boomer. <laughs> Fun fact, that's what Tyler sounds like in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> That zombie was a smoker, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> that zombie should be in one of those anti-smoking ads. And like, like old zombies, he's known primarily for looping his very long tongue around the necks of humans and dragging them away from their and comrades. And just generally being super, super gross. <laughs> God, Tyler, stop it. God, that's I'm, so I'm, gross. Why are you doing that? I'm uh, sorry. Your girlfriend is right here, man. <laughs> With licking Michael's face. Yeah. <laughs> I love God, that. At least let's go into the other room. <laughs> I don't want to see this. Or do I? <laughs> no, I don't. There's too much beard in that in that whole mix. <laughs> and then we can. Oh yeah, that's the stuff. Oh. I don't yeah. like it. Why yeah. are you rustling? Why are you doing that? Um. Why not? <laughs> it always struck me as funny about Left 4 Dead, the idea that these are these there are these like zombie types and they're all really creative and great. Like I love the idea of a giant tongue that pulls people to their death, but the yeah. idea that like just certain subsets of people mutated into the kind of zombie <laughs> that has a giant tongue and pulls people at, uh, away yeah. from their friends. And they all dress we, the same. <laughs> yeah. Which is weird, but you know, whatever. And of course if you could be this type of zombie, it was always super fun. <laughs> Obviously, that would be the steroid addict. Uh-huh. <laughs> steroid addict. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that's the tank. But, I mean, if you play Left 4 Dead, you know that noise. That is a horrible noise to yeah, hear. That is a noise that means, oh, God, run away. That is the pounding of the ground. You're like, oh, man, I wish I had a Molotov cocktail right now. It's really fun to um, strike fear into people. Um, it's true. Playing Left 4 Dead. It is, especially play. when you don't have to worry about dying very rapidly when you... All right, finally reveal yourself to them. <laughs> yeah, rolling do, a tank like, the was, hunter was or the smoker. Super or... rare, but so much. There should fun. be a there should be a, like a key you can map to just make terrifying noise and then just <laughs> like never actually attack them. Just run around in the shadows, <laughs> scaring the crap out of them. 
It's nice to remember when Valve made games. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of uh, what was their their hierarchy thing? I don't remember. I think they just Instead cash... of seating plans. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I think my... they just cash Steam checks. Is my, all well, they do. Um, yeah. My my boss Logan Decker, editor in chief of PC Gamer, has uh-huh. gone on record saying he will eat a bug if Half Life Three is not released this year. <clears throat> what kind of bug? We're thinking cricket right now. Yeah, hold up. I got him to almost eat a cricket while I was still working there. We got some in our Earth Defense Force kits, and they were covered in chocolate. And I would... He's going to be eating a cricket. I would say no chocolate. It's got to be just straight Straight up cricket. Straight up cricket? Yeah. Yeah. Can he eat a live bug, or does it have to be, like, prepared beforehand? You know, I'm going to... Tomorrow at work, I'm going to suggest live. I gave someone $100 once to eat a cricket live. Nice. He did it. Instead of just one bug, I would want want to give him a stick and go to an anthill, and then stick the thing in and just... How many ever ants are oh, on that stick? Wow. Uh, actually, yeah. I had I was listening to a radio uh, contest once, but they had some people in the studio, and for whatever the prize was, I can't remember what it was, but they made a guy eat a cockroach that they had smashed that morning and thrown into the garbage, and so he had to fish it out, eat it. He ended up puking it up, right. and then they dared the next guy. Okay, go eat, eat that cockroach he just puked up, and he fucking did it. Yeah. Radio right. shows are just flypaper for lawsuits. Aren't See, they? if it were me, I would much rather eat ants than a live grasshopper. So that's why I don't think I that would probably that eat a live grasshopper first. I just hate ants. But point is, it's win win. Either Half Life 3 is released this year, or I will be posting a Vine video of Logan Decker eating a bug by the end of the year. So fun. I remember an episode of Howard Stern he had on. Um, he had on a, a women from PETA, and they had promised to come. They had promised him they would come in um, leaf bikinis and they were really just green bikinis that were painted to look like leaves and he was mm-hmm. like you know what since you didn't play ball with me we're going to play this game right here you, one of you guys is going to take your top off or I will kill this cockroach you guys believe that's a living thing right and they're like yeah and then <laughs> did it, and he just kept doing more and more stuff to them like <laughs> kiss, kiss each other I'm going to take this fish out of the tank and it's gonna drown in the air like, <laughs> jesus it was a mean it was a mean episode but wow was, but that's what howard stern's about he also had one called that's so wrong where it were they had brothers and sisters on the show doing sexual dares with each other oh my one God. of them was like that's stand next to your sister when she's naked now kiss her for two seconds <laughs> now grab her boobs why and these people would do it because for the money like he was gonna give them money so what does this have to do with Left for Dead? Yeah, uh, we were talking contests. And, oh, uh, that's true. We were talking about eating bugs. Oh, and, yeah. yeah. So. Well, now I'm grossed and out. And how Half-Life 3 is either coming out this oh, year or Logan will eat a bug. It is not coming out this year. I don't know. I like saying that like I know something and then people think I do. I don't know anything. Do you, do, you PC game do you think it would be Half-Life 3 or Half-Life 2 Episode 3? I think they should just go all, just say, like, nah, it's three now. At this point, I think there's absolutely no way they would do episode three. Yeah, like, that'd, that'd be silly. They should just do three, but uh, I would hope that Valve is cool enough to just be like, yeah, we've been making three, ep- the number three this whole time. We were not going to announce it until it was a week away. Here yeah. it is. So we don't buy into this whole Game Informer cover reveal <laughs> junk. Left for Dead, Left for Dead 2, pretty or good games. do they? Pretty good games. I don't know anything. Or do I? Number two. My name is Raptor, and show me this is my game. Oh, I struck my stuff, and say you know my name. That is, of course, Lord Raptor <laughs> from Darkstalkers. His <laughs> only course. sound clips in the game are uh, these weird little creepy giggles, so uh, we, we had to just pull from this so that 
we'd have something to play on the air. Yeah. He's such a weird character. That is yeah. him rapping. That's that's and from beatboxing. The, that's from the terrible lips, USA cartoon show. Oh yeah. Which should not be trusted as canonical even in the slightest. Uh but yeah, what he's a British punk rocker who yeah. died or no death metal dude who died. And, yeah, or he like took his own life and, oh, and yeah. killed a bunch of his of his fans too. Yeah, that's right. So mm-hmm. that he could go after the dark stalkers and claim their power. Sounds a lot like Death Clock, really. Kinda, yeah. Well, except that Death Clock fans just die because they do. Yeah. Because the band just, just tripped just over grizzle. a wire or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just grist for the mill. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Lord Raptor apparently struts around in human form most of the time, but yeah. then becomes a zombie to fight, and he has what, like a rib cage that's open and looks like teeth. And yeah. And his guitar is he, a literal axe. Yep. And he has limbs ah. that turn into buzz saws that, that I don't think was really represented in the cartoon. Mm-hmm. Probably too imitatable by children. Mm-hmm. So. Well, here's a clip of the market. <laughs> my arms also turn into chainsaws. I should go kill people with <laughs> yes. my chainsaw arms. Yes, agreed. Here's a clip of him arguing with his agent. I'm hot. I'm here. I'm ready. Love me. Or telling his agent to love him, whatever. And then the argument yeah. starts. And they argue, and we find out that his agent gets 90% of the cut from his performance. That's too what? Is strange. That's far too much. I mean, I know you're dead, but you still need money for some things, right? That's Do crazy. you, well, I guess I don't, you don't know, have but to we, we also grabbed a clip from the Darkstalkers anime just mm-hmm. to compare the two uh. characters. Oh, what's the matter, pussycat? I don't do autographs till after the show. Of <laughs> course, let's assume you'll still be able to walk after my performance. <laughs> Dirty. Mm. And that's him talking to Felicia, as you can probably uh, guess. What? Pussycat. Well, that, you can tell it's an anime dub, because there's more like grunts just to feel like, hmm? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I saw that pointed out in the, <laughs> no. uh, that there's a video talking about what was wrong with the Silent Hill HD collection. And one of their points was that how they revoiced everybody, like, they couldn't let any character have a silent moment. Like, they, the it, the voice direction was just always just like, you know, if someone's moving, they grunt, or they go, mmm, or uh, or uh, or uh. Like, you just, nobody could just sit somewhere silently. <laughs> I'm just imagining, like, James Sunderland walking down a hall, and like, <laughs> the whole time. Have you guys not seen this video? It's, no. Oh, man, these uh-uh. guys... The the dudes who hosted aren't my they're not the coolest dudes in the world and they have a weird section where they talk about calling someone a bull dyke which doesn't make sense uh, to me. Okay. But uh, they also like almost to red uh, almost to uh, plinket levels of dissection of uh, what's wrong with plinket of film. red letter media. Yeah, the red letter oh. media level of dissection of what's wrong with the Silent Hill HD collections. Wow. I'd, I'd like to see a world where, where people actually can't walk without like anime grunting at every step and just be on a crowded street where it's just like all around you. Uh-huh. Wait. That's not how you guys walk? <laughs> yeah, I've been meaning that to talk to you, honey. That explains a lot of stuff in my life. <laughs> a lot. It's kind of something that so I'm why sorry. why did they redub it? Was it a rights thing? Yeah, they didn't want to pay any of the actors from the original version <laughs> so, to, to reuse it. So they paid so. their interns to. <laughs> so they hired. Well, now they hired Troy Baker, who oh. does every oh. voice, and they hired. Uh, that was their one of their biggest points in the video is that the original actors were hired to 
both act and voice the parts. While meanwhile, they just hired an anime producer, voice director, to just direct voice and only voice over movements. And that they also, like in the original Silent Hill 2 at least, they hired like unknown actors, not people part of the video game voiceover system who do voiceover pretty much the same. The Troy Baker really impressed me in Infinite. He, I felt like he got a lot out of his comfort zone. That. Mm-hmm. Or was finally given the chance to stretch that when he's recording video game voiceover for like $500 over a week, maybe he doesn't get to do, you know? <laughs> Troy Baker impresses me always. I am forever impressed. I've, I've found out that that's really him over the, the credits playing the guitar. He plays yep. guitar. Yeah. yeah. That was, I, uh, when he plays the guitar and char- the character plays the guitar, I was like, I wasn't thinking it was Troy. And then in the credits, before that part comes up, they have the music credits and they he's credited as doing the guitar. And I was like, wow, really? And then almost immediately after that, then the... Uh, we're talking about big spoilers. We're totally, yeah, yeah, so we're totally off topic. But I will say that on game look- trailers, there's... A really great interview with the Latesses, and I, they're adorable. I will say ah. so. Lord Raptor, aka Zabel Zarok, in the Japanese version. Uh, oh yeah, we're still on. He's strong and doesn't afraid of anything. Brave, 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 Very impassioned yes. speech. That is that is my favorite zombie of all time. Stubbs the zombie. Yeah, who I want in number one. In he, Rebel Without really? a Pulse. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, of course. Playable zombie. He's like mm. the, the George Washington of the <laughs> genre. He is such... God, that was yeah. such a fun game. Yeah, and that that part in particular, he's giving he, he's gathered his uh, zombie troops around him in a <laughs> in a barn, and he's standing in front of this giant American flag like fucking Patton, and just giving this very impassioned speech with like you, just really bombastic, important sounding music, mm-hmm. and the only word is brains over and over again <laughs> with different inflection and obviously different length. But yeah, it's just. I love oh, the I love the so opening great. of that game where he, he pops out of the the you know lawn mm. and then there's just a nineteen fifties stereotypical couple yes. uh of teens. And the guy's like, Golly, mister, are you a and then just his horrible screams as his brain is just ripped out of his head and then he turns into a zombie and like the color all washes out on the screen. It's mm. it's such a cool trade. It was also so ahead of its time with like the you creating an army of zombies mm-hmm. that help you, like an army of AI backing you up to mm-hmm. destroy the town. Uh, I think it's funny he could Punchbowl, on- Illinois. That was the town. Yep. He could only say brains, but he could whistle very well. Mm-hmm. Actually, like you pl- watching an, or playing Stubbs a Zombie now, uh, like after playing through Bioshock, oh, it's yeah. it's kind of weird. Like, oh wow, here's a game where you go to a fictitious utopia mm-hmm. and destroy it utterly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, if it had, if you could tell somebody like, oh, this was made as a parody of the first Bioshock, and uh-huh. people go like, oh, cool, cool. Yeah, because it is like ex-Nazi scientist helped build it. Like he's That's true. There is there is a connection between Stubbs and the main villain in the game too. Ooh, spoiler! Uh, like it's <laughs> for a god over ten years yeah. old now. Oh uh, yeah, and I'm also I'm it's kidding. use of, around ten years. Well, and it's use. Well, it's more connected to Bioshock Infinite, but it also has old songs covered by new artists. Mm-hmm. Like, instead, well, though Infinite did new songs, old, no, newer new songs, songs covered in an old way. Yeah. yeah. 
Whatever. This is this is the opposite. It does upbeat, punky, punkified versions of like Mr. Sandman. I really like the Ben yeah. Queller. Earth Angel. Ben Queller had a good one. I for uh, though. What was the which one was done by um, Death Cab? I forget. That was Earth Angel. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, how I, much did that cost? That uh, probably games? a lot. But yeah. I, I, watching the, the gameplay video in preparation for this again, I didn't have time to actually replay it. Uh, it's I forgot how satisfying it is to continually just. Walk up to random stupid people and grab them and just munch on their brain and listen to them say things like this. Ow! 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 <laughs> I think that's a couple of people in quick succession. Yeah, uh, the punchable people are such idiots. Like, they you really, don't really are. Feel bad. They for don't them. really like, run that quickly. They kind mm. of put their hands up and just. Yeah, they're kind of sort of jog away. Dumb cattle in 1950s outfits, mm-hmm. sort of like the people in uh, Destroy All Humans. Well, they're just B movie characters. And yeah, they think like, "What the? Oh no, my heel broke!" Like that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I do like. There, there's a bit uh, later in the game uh, where you, you mentioned the couple at the beginning where Stubbs eats eats the boy. You see yeah. that same girl in like sitting in a car with another boy, and he's like oh, trying right. to make out with her. Oh yeah, and and she's like, "I saw him die." He's like, "Like three hours ago." You've <laughs> got to move on. <laughs> But yeah, it, it had it had a bunch of great moments, and I think my favorite moment was the confrontation with the chief of police. I'm glad you came directly to my office. It's much more convenient if I kill you here. You're about to learn you can't escape the law. Arm of the law. I told you I would dance in your grave, and I meant it. And then cue dance competition. And then they have a. That was dance quite a, a literal dance off, and it's the only time it happens in the game. They never use that video. So they never much fun the, though. Uh, those controls ever in a mini game. It's so fun. It's just a button tapping mini game, but yeah, yeah, it's 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 so weird. And then you you win, and he just sort of accepts defeat and tries to run like, away. It was a Simon like that little Simon Says thing that you uh-huh. played with mm-hmm. as a kid, like one of those style yeah. mini games where it shows you the pattern you're supposed mm-hmm. to hit him and set you have to, to hit those really covers quickly. that we just to yeah. the covers, and, and and it was so weird. And the dance floor actually looks like one of those, yeah. one of the Simon yeah. Says machines. I also uh, I loved he was at all those versatile powers. His fart bomb is uh, he could rip out his organs and toss mm-hmm. them as like a grenade. His like head, his mind control hand. Yeah, you just yes. latch it onto other people's heads uh, and his get bowling to drive bowling his head. That mm-hmm. was great too. And it, it all ran on the Halo engine. It was the only game other than Halo yep. on Xbox to use the Halo engine. So you could you could pilot vehicles even though you're a zombie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And if you had zombie were, henchmen, they'd get in with you. Yeah. <laughs> and they were really floaty. Crazy. and uh, Yeah. Hey, the vehicles hey. were extremely floaty. And they'd, they'd turn over. Oh, and then you have to get time. out and hit a button to turn them back over. <laughs> that, that is all true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think you can get that on Xbox Originals on, on XBLA. If so. you can, you should. It's worth getting. It's really fun. You won't get any achievements for it, but it's still pretty cool. And that, that also just makes me sad because wide load games then... Uh, to make hail to the chimp, and then Ugh. get bought by Disney, and then the guy who started Wide Low Games, who left Bungie to start Wide Low Games, then left Disney. And I'm not sure what he's doing right now. I also remember that as like one of the only original games to be published by Aspire. Oh, and yeah. for those of you who aren't Mac gamers, uh, Aspire is was responsible and is still responsible for most of the games that get ported over to Mac. That's like. I, 
their bread and butter. I, I would say probably 80% of their business that I'm aware of. So it was really strange to see them like tackle an original game for consoles and PC. Very weird. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's about exhausted our zombie talk. Um, we're going to take a break. We're, when we come back, we're going to talk about some new releases, some uh, news that isn't depressing. So stay tuned. Let this be a dream! <laughs> this is my jam! <laughs> yeah! yeah. Okay. You remember this? Come on! Yeah! <laughs> Early in the morning, rising to <laughs> the bed. Lightning up that cigarette and I strap shoes on my feet. Got to find a reason. A reason things went wrong. Got to find a reason why my money's all gone. Hey everybody, hope you're enjoying the show so far. As you might know, this is Michael Rapares, host of Video Game Apocalypse. And if you want to support us, there are a few things you can do. First off, go and subscribe to us on iTunes, and make sure to rate us while you're there. And give us all the stars. And if yeah. you want to actually review us and say some nice words, we love those, we read those. Yeah, that's always a big help. Very much appreciated. Um, you can also go to lasertimepodcast.com and use the Amazon search box to search for things you might want to buy on Amazon, and that will kick us uh, a portion of what you spend. Uh, it will not cost you any extra money, yeah, but we will get a cut. Doesn't matter what you buy, just use our search box or click on any of the Amazon links and whatever you buy in that session will just send us a little bit of money. And of course, there are ways to help that don't involve spending any money whatsoever. You can just uh, visit our site at vidjagameapocalypse.com, comment on the stories there, go into the forums at lasertimepodcast.com slash forums, and... uh, (laughs) talk about the show there and, and we, guys we really do read all those yeah. as you can see by later in this podcast we might even wade in and, and make entire new segments out of your posts yay it could happen it'll be like a dream come true <laughs> i think that's thinking a little too highly of ourselves yeah okay fair <laughs> enough uh but if you really want to help us there's the donate button on yes. lasertimepodcast.com if you want to kick a few bucks our way that's always uh, hugely appreciated hugely appreciated just say when you donate that it's for VGA or for Vigigame Apocalypse mm-hmm. and we really, really do thank yes, you for thank, that. Immense thank yous to those of you who have already donated. Yes. And tell a friend about us. Just let us know what you like about the show, what you don't like, what you think should change, and uh, we'll take those under advisement. Definitely. So back to the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. We're going to start off our second segment by talking about some new releases. Uh, first off, with all the zombie themeology this week, we've got uh, Dead Island Riptide. Yeah, and you been playing this I have one. been playing it uh, for review for OXM. Mm-hmm. It is pretty great. Really? really? Surprisingly, yeah. Well, it's it's one of those things. Um, I mean, Dead Island, the first game, if you played it, it was really rough around the edges. This is similarly rough around the edges, but it still manages to be really fun. There's kind of like the first maybe hour, two hours of the game is kind of bland and boring, and I kind of had to force myself to play through it. But once you get over that hump, like, it's it's just really fun to wander around, stare at the pretty scenery, 
and uh, hack apart zombies with an axe. Huh. Like, I, I just love doing it. And it's super repetitive, and I love it anyway. And it just, you get to the point where there's almost a sort of zen feeling in wading into a crowd of zombies and just swinging wildly and seeing heads fly off in different directions. <laughs> um, when I played this game, I feel like they showed off an area of the game that was more boring than really should have been for like hmm. a first hands-on type deal. Mm-hmm. But it was um, it was like a defend the fort mission where you saw that too. That was a yeah. Pax Prime, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're on the mission, or you're on these ruins, <laughs> and right. you have to wait for water to I think pump out. That's of about the point where I'm like I'm that. in at the game, or I, I am at the game right now. Um, but it's like, only like a horde mode. Type yeah, well, it's that's a lot of waves coming at that, you and some tower defense elements. That and only stuff happens. Like that. A like a few times over the course oh, of the good. game but yeah those, those places it's like well you've got a group of survivors and you have to kind of go around there are like rolls of uh, metal fencing yeah. that you have to put up over over gaps and then you get like mines that you can go out and, and just sort of seed around mm-hmm. and uh, and then you, you have to defend the fort from a couple waves and yeah it's, it's reasonably fun really? Uh, yeah surprisingly I, maybe it's, that's just I've always hated the defend the. F- I've always hated defend the. It's four more missions. fun if you've got a few players along, uh, mm. because you know then then you can just kind of divvy up parts of it and uh, and and you will have a bunch of like AI people. So yeah, I mean, they're I just, not they're not AI helpless. People. They they will uh, fight the zombies. So you don't really. I mean, you will have to kind of rescue them a little bit, but it, it's not like oh they're losing health rapidly. You'd better get over to that other side of the the fort. It doesn't suck like that. Good. And it's the Riptide. I think comes from the island that you're on this time. It's called Palani, and unlike like Benoit was the first uh, yeah. locale, and it was very touristy. You had all these huge hotels. Mm-hmm. This is more kind of down market. It's it's tropical. It's lots of jungle. Lots uh, of swamps. Mm-hmm. Lots of lots of swamps, campsites, little villages instead of big towns. And you travel around by boat. Yeah, you you get boats, uh, and there there are like lots of kind of shallow waterways, uh, in which uh, there are zombies called drowners that just kind of float face down, and you just kind of learn to like, oh, there's a zombie floating face down. I'd better walk up behind him and hack him to death before he can get up and attack me, which gotcha. he will. Yep. <laughs> but the boats are actually really fun, because and they'll climb into the boats and stuff. Like yeah, that. they'll yeah. try to climb into the boats, but what you can do is you've got a turbo boost, and so you just jam on that. And you will speed up, and they, they you will knock them off the boat. If you run into zombies like that, they will splatter. Uh, there are these huge fat zombies that uh, puke everywhere. And like I ran into one with a boat, and he went flying and got lodged in a tree. And uh, he he was just there, stuck in in between boomers? these two branches. Are yeah, are they zomb- boomers? <laughs> they're they're sort of like boomers. Yeah. <laughs> are there zombie alligators in this? Sadly, no. Boo. But That's disappointing. There is are a new there character. regular? There is a new character named John Morgan who's basically Wolverine. He has a healing factor and he can use uh, what? claws. What? Yeah. Is he Canadian? Uh, no, actually, he's uh, uh-huh. he's from Palanai, although he seems to be more Australian. That sounds like Australian. The kind of- Australian. Uh-huh. We talked about this last time. <laughs> yeah, he time. calls people dingo. No, he doesn't. Well, that sounds like <laughs> the kind of copyright gray area that uh, Deep Silver is cool with existing. <laughs> Because the first game has a so. cameo by Jason Voorhees. Like, does it? Well, it does? You, you run. I did this. Uh, I did a feature on GamesRadar.com called "100 Best Easter Eggs," hmm. and uh, on that uh, one, I found that Jason is in 
uh, the, the first dead island. Technically, it's a very tall, hard-to-kill zombie that has a hockey mask on his face and hacks up people with a with a machete. But hmm. it, and huh. when you hover over him, it says Jason is his name. So oh wow! Somehow that huh. doesn't break copyright, hmm. but uh, yeah. So he's in the first one. I, d- I did fight a very powerful uh, zombie that like sprayed poison everywhere and was just like a giant crazed thug and was just called Mr. Dead. <laughs> and uh, this was like one of the places where I ran into bugs in the game that there's like a you, you get this mission to go uh, find this drug dealer stash and the drug dealer is Mr. Dead. He's a zombie who's guarding the place. Huh. And so you go in there and he will invariably kill you if you're not high enough level, which I wasn't. And then uh, when I'd go back to try and fight him again, he'd be gone, but he'd be showing up on my map, and that's when I was like, oh, there's like a secret compartment under his house that you're supposed to find out about after he dies, and it keeps teleporting him into that. So, but then I'd like hang around, and I'd like, uh, you know, try and shoot him through the the gaps in the floorboards, and then all of a sudden he'd like teleport up to... The, the level I was at. Uh, yeah. and, and you were seeing the game's mechanics mm-hmm. that you weren't supposed to be seeing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I do like certain things about it. Like it uh, sort of creates a false uh, sense of situational awareness where like I, I play using surround sound headphones and so I can hear the zombies around me and then like you can see kind of shadows of them if they're coming around mm. uh, the periphery. Huh. So you, you kind of get a sense of where they are when they're all rushing you. And I, I will say that uh, like there's very little penalty for dying in that game, and so mm. I kind of played it like I did Bioshock Infinite, where it's like it's I just like I, I don't use any sort in. of tactics, and I just yeah just that's, rush yeah, in that's and, a great and thing hack everything to pieces. Like I'm playing Bioshock Infinite again on 1999 mm-hmm. mode and having way more fun because in 1999 yeah. mode, if you don't have enough money to be resurrected, you are dumped to the main menu and you have to load right. your last save. Right. Uh, which is scary, a scary prospect because like, you don't want to go through stuff again. Um, that's what we did in the olden days of games where you <laughs> play a whole level because we died. Yeah. Uh, so I've died. I died. My first playthrough was on hard. I probably died 50 times. Hmm. I've died about four times hmm. playing 1999 mode because I'm being really careful, using tactics, using the vigors really well, right. and I'm just having more fun. But you're also conserving your money and not upgrading as hmm. much. I am. I'm upgrading more than I did on hard. Because oh, I'm, I thought you were saying that you were well, trying you to save your money, so you weren't you really... Die. Yeah, I was having a hard time at first, but you really can't buy much... Until you get to the part of the game That's true. that I got to recently. So, I don't know. I'm having a lot more fun because I'm exploring everything because I need that money. It's valuable. When I played the first time, I'm like, I don't care. I'll just come back to life. I'll just keep fighting until I right. can get through it. Well, but, I mean, it's not really about tactics. It is about the fun of, like, part of the fun of the the repetitiveness is that you, there's yeah. really no penalty. But I did try playing it once. It's like, what if I actually cared if I died? And so a zombie mob started chasing me. I was really low on health. I didn't have any, uh, you know, regen, no, no health mm. packages or anything. So I, I just started running. And they started outflanking me and, like, climbing up ladders. And, like, no matter how much I ran, I couldn't get away from them. And, like, for a minute there, it's like I was actually kind of scared. Like, this is what it would be like running from an actual mob of crazed zombies. Zombies cool. wouldn't know how to flank you. Yeah, well, these did. These, these zombies are trained in military yeah, tactics. Yeah. Um, they I got like alpha squad. Well, they're just they're just fucking relentless. I yeah. like to imagine that you know, should the zombie apocalypse, if or when the zombie apocalypse happens, 
They'll just be shambling zombies. I really don't think I could deal with runners. I don't think I could. I mean, I would just, you know, save a bullet for myself if they were runners. But if they were shambling, I would try to survive. (laughs) But I I actually really like Deep Silver. I mean, it gets crap for various reasons. But I thought Dead Island was not a great game, but it was... It wasn't... A terrible idea. game, though. No, but I mean, they, it was they a tried good idea. something, well, and it didn't totally yeah. work. But they tried something at a time when actually a lot of developers weren't trying things, and and that was cool. They made kind of a slower uh, melee focused zombie game, and like mm. who was doing that? You know, yeah. I mean, other than um, Dead Rising, which I don't really yeah. like. As well, a game. I like that they took a bunch of things from games that I did like. Like they took that, they took the weapon crafting thing from Dead Rising, and they took the four player co op from from mm. Left 4 Dead. I, I like a lot of the stuff that they did with the original Dead Island. I just didn't. It's, I wasn't a wasn't big fan of very Dead Island. Yeah, no, it wasn't a very compelling game, but. I, I I trust them with Saints Row is what I'm saying. Like yeah. if anyone were going to own it, I'm pretty okay with Deep Silver oh, doing and it. And it's still well, the same developer. Yeah, same it's developer. Just the they're Silver's just the publishers. Publishing. Yeah, I know, but the publisher has a say over what happens in the game. They're yeah, funding but, it. Yeah, okay, fair enough. But, My um, biggest fear with them publishing Saints Row Four is that they'll ship it. Like the uh, Volition's like, well, I mean, it's shippable, but we could use a little time for polish and. Deep Silver will just go, what? Polish, huh? <laughs> Get this out. Wait, you're saying there's bugs in your game? So? <laughs> uh, well, by our count, you have 50% less bugs than we're used to. Like, you could add way more. <laughs> I guess it's well, possible. What's what's Deep Silver done that wasn't developed by Techland? Mm, Don't anybody know? Uh, no, but I know that their parent company, uh, Coke, makes the German version of uh, King of Queens, I believe. <laughs> What? I'm not making true? I'm not making that up. Coke Media um, is actually like does a lot of stuff, uh, and games is the least of it. Mm-hmm. Huh? Mm. I looked them up once. I thought it was really amusing. Just, oh, they do the Sacred series. Okay, that's right. Yeah. Oh yeah. I saw that also at PAX. Prime. Oh yeah, I saw that at PAX last year too. <laughs> <laughs> totally forgot. Yeah, it was in the same booth. Yeah. Well, there you go. So, yeah, that's coming out this week. I like it a lot. Um, people who haven't played it at this table uh, don't like it very much. But No, it's not that I don't like it. It's that's just that sure. when, I, when we first saw it at PAX mm-hmm. Prime, I was like, what, what makes this so different from the last one? What well, is so new about they it? They are only charging 40 bucks for it as yeah, well. Yeah, it is a discount game. I mean, it, right the, it adds the boats. It adds a new character. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's it's still buggy. It's less noticeably buggy than Dead Island was. Like, Dead Island 1 was just really fucking buggy. Oh, and I remember they mentioned you can transfer over your old character. Yeah, you can. You can. So. Although, um, if you want to start a new one, it starts you off at, like, level 15. So if you... Oh, that's nice. If you, your character was below level 15, it might not be worthwhile. This was originally going to be DLC, so that's probably yeah. why that yeah, is Yeah, I was going to say, so this, is, this feels seems more yeah. like an expansion. I think you will lose all your stuff, else. though. I, I haven't oh. actually tried... Uh, I'm still playing the game. I haven't tried porting over an earlier character to say definitively what happens. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they do kind of start you out in a situation where you don't have anything. Well, they can explain that away by saying, well, you were rescued... And then your heli- did your helicopter crash or you made it to a military no, base? Both you made it. Ships. You made it to a boat, uh, a boat. To, to a military ship that had uh, a helipad, mm-hmm. and then they ordered they, they had you arrested basically, and then yes. you were experimented on by some civilian guy who was ordering the military around, 
and uh, then experimented on. Mm-hmm. Well, because you're immune to the bites, right? Yeah, right, and then the zombies attack the ship at the very beginning, and so the first part of the game is just defending the ship and and trying to get through it alive, which is a little bit boring. But then you get onto the island proper and you get to explore it a little bit and you get to uh, drive over zombies and splatter them with a jeep and then it's really fun. <laughs> All right. So uh, so Fair far enough. I recommend it. I don't know what I'm going to give it yet, but uh, uh, we'll see. Uh, also out this week, Star Trek. <laughs> Star Trek. That also is out this yeah, week. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what the subtitle of the game has, is off the top I, of my head. I don't think it has a subtitle. It's just, it it's just Star Trek. Didn't it get delayed? No, it's Star coming Trek out. The video game? Right. I thought it was for sure coming out. Yeah, it's for sure coming out. Well, really I know in it. the office we haven't got a copy yet, so that's what makes yeah. me. Yeah. From mm. one of the guys oh. I know who's or, played it yeah. for PC Gamer. According to Amazon, it comes out the 23rd. Okay. And GameStop.com or whatever their website is. He seemed to like oh, it, except he Star said, Trek the video game. How disappointing. Whatever, Star Trek. It's just Star Trek. Mm. But your but friend who played You're it. just Star Trek. You, you are. You are. You are. You are. Um, kind of looks like Mass Effect. Yeah. Yeah, he said it was like Mass Effect, Gears of War. He said, well, like the shooter parts of Mass Effect. Yeah, not yeah. the actual role-playing parts of Mass Effect. Right. Which would make a good Star Trek game, but you know they're not going to do that. No. Yeah, it costs not, like a lot of money. No, so. Not with... Um, but he, he had an overall positive impression of it, except he said the, the faces yeah. were very plastic and, and, well, and check weird. Check out our action yeah. game. Kirk has one type of phaser, and Spock has a different kind. It's, it's Actually, non-symmetrical. They, they play... I was watching something the other day where... And when I first saw it, and, and I, I saw it, this is another one I saw at PAX um, last year. When I saw it, they said, oh, this is going to be asymmetrical co-op. But then when I saw it more recently, they said, no, this is, they play sort of the same, but different characters, the different characters see different things. So mm. there'll be one scene where Kirk is hurt and Spock is defending him. Mm. And so there are different, th- and you can pick which character yeah. you want to play. There'll be another scene where you have to control Spock as the top and Kirk as the bottom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kirk is always at the top. Come on. Oh, yeah, okay, <laughs> fine. Vulcan's superior strength. I don't know that I would agree. I don't know. I think Kirk would give in, but I mean, as a Star Trek, the pond far is upon Spock. He must mate. (laughs) Yeah, that's or he'll die. Sure, then. But then, but normally Spock would be. But then the logical thing is to let the commanding officer talk. (laughs) Yes, but during pond far, Spock takes what he wants. That's true. Don't eat. It's true. Uh, This podcast just got a lot dirtier. Rape humor. Um, what? <laughs> no. no. Uh, okay. All right. All right. No. Kirk is a willing participant. <laughs> oh, Kirk's okay. into it. He's dirty. He's, all right. He's all real right. into it. All right. I, as well, a, what are we doing? As a Star Trek fanboy, less of a TOS fanboy than Anne is. Mm-hmm. I really love TOS. I'm more of a guys. TNG fanboy, but I do like TOS. And I don't know when you just say like Kirk Spock co-op, I'm like. I'll, I'll I'll play. I get to I get to be Spock. Yeah, you could pick which one you want. And my be. Fr- my friend could be Kirk, and we could play together. Oh yeah, you Star can, Trek can play a game. Oh yeah, play a sexy game. Play you keep sexy. coming back to this, Michael. Are you working on some fan well, fiction we the, don't know about? They were the original Flash the fiction. They were the they original. Oh, I know. That is absolutely the case. Yeah, and, and they're so good together. But um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. come on. Did you guys see the uh, hot-headed the Kirk, logical Spock? Oh my God, they're such a duo. The Shatner roast. Uh, the Andy Dick came out as cock, the <laughs> the son of oh, Kirk right. and Spock right. from a slash fiction. Yes. Of course he did, because he's Andy Dick. Kirk plus Spock equals cock. Mm-hmm. I get it. 
Okay. All right. Let me explain it first. Now let me explain. <laughs> I'm personally, I like the name Spork. Spork. I think Spork. Spork. Yeah. Yeah. Works. Yeah. So, so the, I weirdly want to play this game. It's, it's a movie probably time. Okay. I kind of want to play it the too. Gorn, but the Gorn look like the lizard from the Spider Man. Yeah. Well, they they didn't look that way. And I mean. In the original series, they, they look, look like, like a men wearing plastic costumes. wearing plastic costumes. Mm-hmm. But I gotta fighting in the what I actually wanted from this game was for it to replicate that. Like I really wanted the environments in the game to look like they were made of styrofoam mm-hmm. and like, to have boulders you could pick <laughs> well, up. I would love a game like that. That would be amazing. I think I, it's I called would... uh, Blood Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> Far Cry Three. Yes, I would oh. love a Star Trek game like that too. But it's supposed Jesus, to be set Tyler. in. Yeah, what the fuck are you doing? I didn't do anything. It just fell onto my face. Uh-huh. That's what you Figure your shit out. <laughs> I didn't do anything. Uh-huh. Anyway. Um, but yeah, it's supposed to be set, you know, J.J. Abrams verse, so it's all flashy and, and well, lens flurry. But... J- I don't know why a shift in the timeline changed the physiology of Gorn, so they look differently. Well, right. I mean, they're more updated, I guess. They don't they don't need to look as cheesy as they mm-hmm. used to. Which, you know, like I said, I I would love to see a game where it's all super cheesy and I looks like the a stupid shitty film cheesiness. Set. I really uh, hope that Kirk has a like double fist. Oh my god, yes, all. his yeah. one Attack. favorite move. Yes. Mm-hmm. If that's uh. not in the game, nobody. <laughs> Did you see? That was karate in the 1960s. <laughs> yes. That's how it looked. Clasp your hands and, uh-huh. and hold them over your head. Pretend now. you're spiking a volleyball the wrong way. <laughs> Did you see the Star Trek uh, game commercial with the Gorn in it? It was. Mm-hmm. They have shots of gameplay and then they cut to Shatner and a guy in the classic yeah. Gorn costume playing co Yeah, I did and, see that. And then they have a classic slow <laughs> Gorn versus Kirk fight. It'll be sad when Shatner someday passes away. God, why are you bringing Henry? this down, Henry? <laughs> well, he just you know looks what? so old in the Nimoy can't go ever first. die. Nah, Nimoy is in way better shape. Man. Nimoy's in way better shape, but he's he also older. Slightly mm. older. They're both pretty old. They're so you're, you're, you're going to lament when they're dead and gorn? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw. I also saw a clip from like an old Star Trek convention where uh, Nimoy was telling a story about all the times on set that uh, that Shatner stole his bike, like that he <laughs> that Nimoy had invested in a bicycle that would so and he would ride his bike to get to lunch before everybody else, and yeah, that drove Shatner crazy. And so to get him back, he would he continually stole his bike and hid it in different places. <laughs> Just imagining uh, Nimoy in a pink jogging suit running after Shatner <laughs> on 8-bit. Shatner stole my bike. He's still got his ears on. <laughs> it's a funny clip. Look for it All on right. the internet. I will. All right. Also out this week, uh, Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen. Which I got nothing for this is one. It's not DLC. It is a full retail release. Capcom selling their games a second time. Well, it's like a total expansion. They added a new well, uh, wizard they, class. They do a gold version of everything. Like yeah. They always re-release games. That's their, that's their economic strategy. Hmm. Yeah. I Why don't, release a game once when you can release it twice? This sort of seems like there's like an island that they added for this that sort of seems like it's going for a shivering isles type thing but yeah if i'd give it a try now it's cheaper price see i still haven't played dragon's dogma i still haven't played past the first area yeah like the first 
you know, where the dragon rips minutes. your heart out, and then you're kind of on your own. Like I kind of got my filth in the demo. Like you, you climb a monster, you stab him in the head, and then they, you light him on fire. That's fun, but you're done with it. Yeah. There's just so many freaking things pop up on the HUD. I, ugh, it's ugly. So Doggins Dragma. Um, also at Poker Night Two, which I'm actually more excited yeah. for. That I, is exciting. I thought it was a joke. Like they premiered the trailer yeah. on no. on, on April, April Fool's. Fool's Day. I'm sure they, that's what they thought. Well, when I saw you know Brock intended. was in it, I yeah. was like Brock. Why <laughs> would he be? Brock in Samson, so cool. Claptrap from Borderlands. Uh, who else? The dealer is Gladys. Ash, yeah. but Gladys it's not. Yeah, well, Ash, Ash, like yeah. that's the real WTF. Like, what the fuck is he doing? But there? it's not Bruce Campbell. And, and what's it's the point great. of having him if you're not going to have yeah. voice by Bruce Campbell? Like, and how expensive is Bruce Campbell really? I, I bet he costs, He's a self-professed working client or blue-collar actor. I bet he costs no more than uh, the uh, putty whatever, whatever from guy Seinfeld. they got. Here's to, the thing: yeah. you're not considering is that having having Bruce Campbell do him might cause some rights things. Like you might be able to get the character in there cheaper than getting Bruce Campbell playing him. How do you figure? Well, maybe it's like likeness rights or something. But or, they're using I his suppose. likeness. Maybe and uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It could Tyler. be more complicated. It, it, it than might we be know. that um, it's always more complicated. It than could we know. be some weird red. It, tape, it might be that getting Patrick Warburton to play Brock was so expensive that it was like, well, do we get Patrick Warburton or do we get Bruce Campbell to play could Ash? Be. It's like eh, I think Patrick Warburton's the more important voice. Could be. I mean, yeah. maybe so. I'm, I'm just I'm just pretty certain they didn't tell tell didn't go. Uh, or just never thought of getting Bruce Campbell. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, there's sure a they, reason. They must have thought of there's it. a reason he's not in there. Of course, there's I, a reason. I have to think it might be. It's just whatever it is. It's a know. lame reason. Yeah, it would be good. But still, like I, I love the idea of those games. Like nothing. Uh, the first one was cool. I didn't play a whole lot of it, but the idea really wasn't really about playing poker. It's just hearing oh, their dialogue. Sam the dog from yes, Sam and Max. Of course, mm-hmm. I love I guess, that. I guess Max the was in the first one. Yep, Max Tycho. The heavy and uh, mm, I don't remember somebody else. Yeah. People probably a Valve person. Gordon Freeman. No, Valve was the Valve was the. Uh, be great if they had Gordon Freeman in there just it to was say the heavy dot, dot, from dot. Team Fortress. Yeah, I know, but maybe make it get like a zombie head crab or a head crab zombie in there. Did you know that the last <laughs> the last time Gordon Freeman appeared in something was as a cameo and re- is a playable character in Renegade Ops, a crappy Sega Racing downloadable. What? Really? What? If you buy it on Steam. You get whatever that yellow car was he drives in Half-Life 2, and Gordon Freeman's in the driver's seat. Like, you mm. are playing as Gordon Freeman. And that's Weird. actually Half-Life 3. People don't know. It's already been released. <laughs> oh, man. Is it? Yeah. That's they just source, gave it a name That's change. the Source 3 engine. <laughs> yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. So, Poker Night 2 also out is uh, Monaco. What's yours is mine. I can Which talk about Monaco. Tyler is yeah. excited about. No, seriously. The only like, reason I'm even bringing it up is because I mentioned you're like that game deserves to be talked about. It really does. It does. I played it All a little right. bit at PAX last year, I believe. Uh, yeah, it was PAX. It's a four-player co-op heist game. Mm-hmm. Um, each player has a different role. Uh, it's a top-down, pixely, very stylized, um, very cool. But like the rules, roles in the game, like you all have to work together. You can be the locksmith, the lookout, the pickpocket, the cleaner, a silent psychopath. Uh, I really like the pickpocket, actually, which is a hobo with a monkey. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Nice. The gentleman, who doesn't always wear a disguise, but when he does, he looks fantastic. The hacker, the redhead. But anyway, you have all these different roles. You the redhead? 
Oh yeah, the red, the red head, head is a, is a character class. Manipulative and murderous. Oh, like all redheads, I see. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. And yes. What? I'm not a redhead anymore. Oh, okay. But of course, they're all archetypal. Like, I miss your red hair. I miss my red hair characters. too. Hmm. It was good. I like your hair now. Yeah. Uh, it it yeah. was good. Uh, but so you're playing an archetypal heist character, and and everyone who's played it has thought it was really awesome. Um, I haven't talked to anyone who's played it who didn't like it, and I played it briefly and wanted to play it more. Um, hard to say more about it. You, it's top down, a heist game. You have to commit a heist in each level, and you choose your role, and and you really do have to work together. Which a lot of co-op games, I feel like you don't really have to work together. You're just both there, mm-hmm. and you're both shooting at the same common enemy. Uh, whereas this is fun because you, if you think of something like, I don't know, Hotline Miami, which is the only top down game I can think of. This is less violent, although you can kill. Um, I don't know. Just imagine that co-op where in order to get through a level perfectly, you just had to work together. I don't know. Just it's not very expensive. I I hate to say this about indie games, but like just try it. It's like 15 bucks and... hmm. That sounds way too expensive. Yeah, I don't. I, <laughs> if it's I more hate. than $3, I'm not buying it. The only, <laughs> the only problem with games like this is, like, they work so beautifully with friends, and if you don't have friends willing to play it... If you don't have friends... <laughs> if, if, if people don't like you, you won't have that much fun. Hmm. Well, I recently joined Steam, and I have no friends, so mm. I... I clearly... Bian's friend on Steam. That's true. I, yes. You'll probably find me just playing Warframe. Right, we can we can do, we thing. can drop our Steam friend names at the end if you want. Oh, okay, uh, at, we can at, do that during plugs. I don't have any friends. So. Um, finally, friend. also out this week is uh, Tyranny of King Washington Part Three: The Redemption for Assassin's Creed Three. Oh, yeah. The uh, epic finale. Yeah, the epic, weird, probably buggy finale. Um, <laughs> I haven't been able to play it yet because it's not out yet. I will probably talk about it next week. Well, it, it's out yet when we're talking well, about it now. We won't talk about it next week though because our ah, recording schedule is right. weird this week but yeah but i think at this point like if you haven't played the previous two you're probably not going to play this one yeah, and if you not. have you're invested in it enough that you're yeah. going to play this one yeah so you'll get a new power and it'll probably yeah. be kind of weird and it'll have something to do with animals i'm guessing a bear it'll it'll be really weird and uh but you'll finally find out what's really going on this whole time even though we've had yeah. it's, it seems pretty clear from the last two chapters i mean, I, mean I, I, I don't know yeah. i don't know if these are any good but i, I do love ubisoft's dlc strategy it's mm-hmm. don't don't do anything related to the game do something crazy yeah, yeah they're fun like yeah, i know i, like I know like uh, king washington isn't quite as crazy as far cry mm-hmm. 3 blood dragon but like God, they're both yeah. along blood the same lines so of like cool don't just try to continue the story in the game just do something weird mm-hmm. and blood dragon looks amazing because they're not trying yeah. to make it far cry well, we did catch some flack uh after the last episode i think for talking about uh people who complain about DLC in a negative way. Mm-hmm. And I want to make it clear that, that we're not talking about instances where publishers tack on DLC that was supposed to have been in the game but was then cut out and like a week later they're right. like, well, here's the rest of the game, everybody. No, that's that's a stupid no, practice. Prince of Persia selling the ending. That's, that's yeah, not that's, cool. That's shitty. The 
Alan Wake ending DLC was kind Episode of a disappointment. Episode seven and eight, yeah, yeah, yeah with, with yeah. all of its uh, Verizon ads. Yeah, not, <laughs> yeah. not, but not I mean, cool. stuff like that is definitely not cool. But DLC but, like this, but is stuff where is like super cool DLC that adds to the original. Like if you feel yeah. like you played a complete product, and now here's. Some more that's it's not you know yeah. related yeah. directly to that story. And like, one thing to great. understand is that when they release it soon after the game releases, it's because the art teams and 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 a lot of people working on it were done working on the original game well before it released, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't have jobs if they hadn't started working on DLC right then. Right, and so that's why the DLCs done usually usually that's why it's done so soon is that like these people were keeping their jobs and working on something new well all the finalization happened and the discs got printed okay so anyway so yeah a defense for fast dlc releases go play that if you're into it uh we have some news to talk about this week uh what that's partly why you're here henry because there was a nintendo direct event you went to it yes uh no Alright, no. so okay, Wednesday morning, Nintendo is gonna have a three DS focused Nintendo Direct. They also slipped in some Wii U news, but um, they wanted to announce a bunch of new stuff. And I with these Nintendo Directs you're always wondering like, how crazy is it gonna get? And this one was pre- I'd say on a scale of one to ten, this was a eight on the crazy scale. Okay. So they first show off the new Mario and Luigi game, which I'm really looking forward to. I love that JRPG series. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they're like, but there's more Mario games, because there's always more Mario games. There's Mario Golf 3D, Mario Party 3D, which, you know, okay. Uh, and Legend then, of Mario, A Link to the Past. Well, and then there's a new Yoshi's Island, like, which does feel weird that they already announced another new Yoshi game for the Wii U, but I love Yoshi's Island, so I'm, I'm excited about this. Then they show off a new Pikmin type, like for Pikmin wow. 3. Wow. When they finally give Pikmin a U.S. release date of August 4th, that game should have been a freaking launch game, though. Yeah, it should have. Uh, and then they talk about how they're going to update the Wii U finally. The uh, spring update's going to come in that will hopefully make it not take forever to <laughs> will make to it load. sit there for two hours while you download an update. But once those two hours are over, then mm-hmm. you That will, is 300 megabytes, probably. Things will load, like, programs are going to load way faster on the system, supposedly. Like, and then it's also going to add the virtual console, like, you'll be able to download NES and SNES games to your oh, that's good. Wii U, not just the Wii menu. Uh, but then the big okay, so the big surprise though, at the end, uh, Reggie reveals there is now a new 3DS Zelda, uh, a brand new one, but a sequel to Link to the Past, taking place in the Link to the Past world after Link to the Past. Wow! Uh, it only took them how many years? Twenty. Oh God! <laughs> it has been twenty years since. I, Link to I the have past. to wow. say, like I've only seen, I haven't actually watched any of the videos. I've seen screenshots, and mm-hmm. the 3D Link looks just a little bit ropey to me. Well, in action, he doesn't. Uh, I think okay. he looks a lot better. So, so there was that. Of, they had their, you know, teleconference thing, the Nintendo Direct, which is like a streaming video, at 7 a.m. At 10 a.m. that same day, they had a big press event in the city. And at, at that, they talked. It, it was almost like a mini E3 press conference where Scott uh, Moffat, I believe it. Not Scott Moffat. Scott whatever, the bald guy at Nintendo. Uh, he talked about e- the 3DS sales and stuff. 
and then up comes Bill Trinan, the guy who always translates for Miyamoto at the E3 events. And he's like, well, here's Mario and Luigi. I'm going to play through it for you a little so you can check it out. And, and going into this, we were like, they just announced Zelda. Zelda's not going to be playable here. And now that I've said that, you know it was, because I wouldn't have set it up that way. But um, <laughs> So then he, he goes, well, then, you know, another game got announced today, Zelda. And I could play it for you, but why don't you just play it for yourself in the, in the demo lounge? I'm like, whoa, we get to play it. And I, it was quite a surprise, like a, new, a brand new Zelda announced that day and playable. Like that—that's E3 level stuff. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. It makes me wonder, like, why does Nintendo go to E3 if they're announcing Zelda games like this before is, it? This is making me think that E3, their big focus at E3 is going to be just Wii U, and this is hmm. this is the stuff they would have announced for three uh, 3DS at E3, but they're they're getting that out of the way now. Yeah, we use the big focus. So I played Zelda. Uh, there was no overworld; it was just dungeon. But it was a 13 floor dungeon. Which, ah. Pretty big for a Zelda game, but each floor was actually kind of small by Zelda. Team. Right. But it's all top down. Now, you remember in the Link to the Past, the A Link to the Past, the original, mm-hmm. that uh, most dungeon stages were kind of bi-level. Like, you'd go upstairs, but you'd still be on the same screen, but you'd be above stuff. You know? Sure. Uh, you'd, like, walk over a bridge, and you could fall down to a lower level. Right, yeah. Uh, and so the Nintendo took that inspiration, like... Why don't we keep going with that multi-level thing, and it'll be a top-down, flat-looking Zelda, except he can keep popping up to more levels. Like, and moving up and down from the levels instantaneously hmm. happens a whole lot more in this. Well, he can also flatten into walls? Somehow he, can, he got the ability to turn into a drawing on a wall, mm-hmm. and then he walks along the wall, like moving spray paint, and so... As long as the wall go like, you can move between platforms and empty spaces. That was confusing to me at first. I was like, well, how am I supposed to get across this? I don't... And then I remember, duh, turn into a drawing, and I just walk on the wall to the next station. Hmm. You can only move uh, horizontally, though. You can't move vertically. Hmm. At least in, the, in the, this dungeon, you couldn't move vertically. It seems like a strange thing in a Zelda game. It just yeah. com- seems uh, completely outside of what... It's, not, you know, they don't they support always, new ideas. They just, always have one new idea for a Zelda. Like, yeah, but the, usually the it's like you it. have a boat or, you know. <laughs> this one, you become a drawing. <laughs> it just seems like a, a much further stretch, but, but uh, not that it isn't cool. But it was, and then you get to the top, and uh, you actually fight a boss that you fought a lot. I, I know I fought in at least one other Zelda where it's uh, like kind of a caterpillar thing where it's got a big head and a... Keeps getting smaller, and you oh, have yeah, to get the yeah. tail. It's like Goma, or isn't it? Or is Goma the big spider? No, nah, Goma's guy. the spider. I know that, but uh, but the fight was pretty cool. And then the demo was over; like it was ten minutes long. But uh, but yeah, it's it's especially someone who I skipped the DS Zeldas because they were all touch control, mm-hmm. like because I just wasn't into that. And this one is all direct control of Link, like you. The, the analog stick and the buttons control them. So. When you swing your sword, does it say "huh"? No, I didn't yeah. hear much of that, actually. Oh, really? Hmm. He always says, yeah. Well, I also asked him why his hair wasn't pink. And uh, then oh, yeah. they laughed that off, like, was his hair ever pink? Like, Haha. Yeah, it was in, in Link to the Past. They like to pretend the, the, the technical reason for that was they just couldn't display, even for all of the colors that a Super NES could display, for some reason they could not make his hair blonde. 
in mm. that, believably. In the, in the official art for Zelda A Link to the Past, he is the blonde Link we know. But hmm. in the game, That's he's true. got pink hair. Yeah, that was kind of strange. So now he's back to blonde. And in, uh, I wish it was hand-drawn, pixely graphics, but that's just old-school me. Hmm. It is. He is a polygonal Link, but... Uh, but it is exciting. It's Plas- it, practicing polygony. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's Ew. weird. He's it's a polygonist. It's Utah, really, Utah part of Hyrule. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really weird to see uh, like such a top down. I, I feel like this is the first like true top down Zelda they've made in the, since going three D. Hmm. It's not even top down. It's kind of that weird perspective where you're seeing the front of things. Yeah, and, yeah, and the top of things. But, mm-hmm. uh, and it comes out this holiday season. So this oh, holiday wow. is. Two Zelda games, A Link to the Past sequel and Wind Waker HD, like, back to back. Why don't you call it what it really is, Henry? What's this holiday bullshit? It's Ramadan. Uh, everybody knows it's fucking Ramadan. For everybody, to, when people celebrate Ramadan, that's when the There's a war on happens. Ramadan right now. That's the biggest <laughs> shopping day of the year is Ramadan. <laughs> it's a day. <laughs> well, what not was a the, month. <laughs> What's the, okay, sorry, I get that confused with the uh, the fasting month. No, that is the fasting month. Oh, wait, okay. Yeah. All right. But it's also kind of like Christmas, sort of. I Kids see. get presents. Did you know that, uh, I do know that in uh, the Muslim world, it'll, at least like you say in Egypt, uh, one of the biggest days of the year like for television programming is Ramadan, because then hmm. everybody's home breaking their fast with a Watching feast. the Ramadan specials. And like, let's see what's on TV. <laughs> Like, that's the same deal every... I had found this out from my Japanese teacher that on, on New Year's Eve, like, nobody goes out to party. It's a stay-home night, and you eat. Huh. You eat. Well, I'm not saying no, people go out to party, but families mainly stay home and just watch TV, and that's why they have, like, their most popular shows are, this, are on the air. There's one called Kohaku, where it's, uh, it's basically American Idol, boy versus girl. Anyway, one other thing is that the magic meter is slightly changed, too, like... It seems to be, though they said they're still working on the balance of it, but it seems to be any attack that isn't a sword uses your magic meter, but it also huh. refills. Oh, really? <laughs> so that means... So even like hookshot? Uh, well, the only items they gave you were in this demo were a hammer and the, uh, and the arrows. Mm. And you didn't have an arrow count. You could just keep shooting arrows until your gauge ran out, and then you'd have ah. to wait for it for, to refill. Hmm. Same with... They I guess used, that's better than rupees. Yeah, yeah, and then they they also use that to uh, to uh, keep you. You can only be flat in two D for as long as you have that uh, gauge Ooh. filled up too. Once that runs out, you're back to being normal. Henry, did you ever hear this noise? Dun 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 dun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's well, still it there, like, really. Beep, 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 so that beep, horribly beep. annoying thing that just keeps going <laughs> as long as you have low health is still yeah. there. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't be Zelda without it. Uh, that's that's true. Well, in the in like the first game, it almost adds percussion. It's like, and then it's like, deep, 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 deep the whole time. But if 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 you're low on hearts for any amount of time, everyone in your house will want to murder you. Yep. Yep. But uh, and lastly, Mario and Luigi is really fun, and it's like it's the RPG series I still enjoy. Seems to be the same. Uh, and I also really, after Paper Mario, like tried to be less of an RPG. This one still seems to, the last Paper Mario tried to be less of an RPG. This one's gonna be like, no, we're an RPG. We have we have experience points, hit points, mana. It's all there. Like yeah. stickers. Who wants those? Come on. Yeah, come on. <laughs> They, um, were, they were a noble experiment. Oh, Nintendo. Yeah. 
Relying on nostalgia purely. <laughs> it, it works for me. <laughs> Other news this week. Uh, oh, Earthbound. Oh, yes. Coming out. Oh, that's, yeah. that's actually kind of big news. Yeah, or that was the other big announcement. I think that like, so a couple months ago, like they announced that Mother Two was coming to the Wii U, but only in Japan. Americans were like, "Why isn't Earthbound coming out here?" It was released here. Well, meanwhile, Europeans were saying, "We never got Earthbound. <laughs> Give us that." And but we all figured people who have been watching the Nintendo for a while know that Nintendo doesn't give a shit. Seemingly doesn't give a shit about Earthbound. And then, then during this thing, Iwata was like, I have one more thing to say about Earthbound, a game I worked on as a programmer. We have heard you... We game I worked you. on as a child. <laughs> yeah, he's like, we've heard all your pleas. We are bringing it by the end of this year. Earthbound will be out on the Wii U. Wasn't, so. wasn't there something about, nice. like, the, the rumor was that they weren't bringing it out because of some licensing There's thing? There's some licensing music thing. that They're going to have to... There are just songs in it that are copywritten songs that they're just gonna have to change like that seems to be the mm. answer though it could use like a new localization a slightly refined localization anyway so hmm. if they're gonna go back into it which i hope that's what it means that they can they can tune up a couple things but yeah that'd be nice finally people can play earthbound without either a emulating it or b playing a hundred dollars for a cartridge of it on mm. ebay yeah Right, well, in other news, uh, Michael Fassbender, we finally found out who he's playing in the Assassin's Creed movie, which oh, is yes. Altair. He's both starring and directing that movie. Yeah. So okay, weird. interesting. You know, but, uh, you know, it's like you're you're starting out as the most boring character. Okay. Uh, Michael Fassbender scares the shit out of me. <laughs> well, His he, face is... I'd say he's Ugh. closer to Altair than NCO mm. anyway. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Remember when Shatner directed a Star Trek movie <laughs> and started it? That was so good. <laughs> that was awesome. That was great. But I, I do, I, I respect Michael Fassbender as, is it Fassbender or Fassbender? I think it's Foss. Fassbender? That sounds more German. That does oh, sound more German. Can we call him the Foss? The Foss. Anyway. I respect Michael Fassbender as an actor, and uh, mm-hmm. but his, yeah, his face scares me. It's very mm-hmm. severe. It's terrifying. He was and so good at Magneto. He, yeah, he was he's, very, he's gonna hurt me. He's very good as Magneto. He's gonna but kill you with he, a thrown projected knife. When yes, he, he smiles, it makes me fear for my safety. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it he looks like his face smile. has been split open by an axe, and I can see all of his teeth. Like he's gonna step out of the movie screen. And just sort of walk toward ah, you menacingly with a big That is smile. my nightmare. <laughs> and then his skull is going to step out of his face uh-huh. and bite you. <laughs> it's like the Purple Rose of Cairo, but horrifying. Yes. Nobody else has seen that movie. No. No. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. No, you <laughs> have Alan film wire. Yeah. A guy um, comes out of a movie. Yep. And then tries to live in the real world of the 1930s. Okay. I've heard of that, not seen mm-hmm. it. Played by the dude from the newsroom. Uh, you wrote down that Heroes might get uh, brought back as an Xbox oh my show. God. Oh, yeah. They might bring back Heroes as an Xbox original Why? show. With all new characters and new stories. My but the old characters might make a comeback. And I don't get this at yeah, all. My, res- first- my response to this is some of the sound effects you played during the zombie segment. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Like, you know, we didn't turn our back on Heroes because ABC wasn't supporting it enough. We turned our back on Heroes after season one because that show got well, stupid. It got, it got stupid halfway through season two. That's and then I think the writer's strike the writer's just strike disrupted everything so badly. And then when it came season back, it's like, one was who good, gives though. a shit? Except for the 
finale. Yeah. Well, yeah. Season one was good, marketed terribly. That cheerleader bullshit made me not want to watch it. Mm. Uh, save the cheerleader. Save the cheerleader. Save, save the world. The world. <laughs> yes, that made me go, wow, I really don't want to watch that. And then wow, was I like, really don't give a fuck about the cheerleader. Hey, you should really watch this. And I was like, but the cheerleader okay. was, and it was cool. Great. She was a cool character. Yeah. No, I think Hero it was, was great. It was hey, marketed and then uh, what's this? Yeah, Hero was great. Uh, Siler was cool. Uh, also yeah, in Star know, Trek, Zachary Quinto got his start there. And was, yeah. it was a good show for us. I remember there was a time. Remember it's the bef- opposite of Parks and Recreation. Before the <laughs> before the writer strike, the plan was like to have heroes. Like they would take a break, but it would be Heroes Origins, directed by like Eli Roth and Kevin Smith. There, there would be origin episodes. Like that was the plan, and then. Season two fell off a cliff. And mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So hey, why would you bring that back, weirdos? Yeah, that's this is just that's a, weird. That's is, almost as weird as making Tom Hardy Sam Fisher in oh, the Splinter yeah. Cell movie. I would say with the heroes. I don't thing, know. I kind of get it though. For the heroes thing, <laughs> I kind of get it. Real quick though, is that I think all these well, network Sam like Fisher, Sir They see that uh, they see that Netflix <laughs> is getting a big bump out of bringing back Arrested Development, so mm. they're just searching for. What was something that was canceled that we could conceivably bring back? Like and, and Firefly? No, the too expensive. Yeah, no, uh, people liked that one. We need something people hated. House hated of Cards, by the end. They good. should bring back Kate, the Cape and make it good because that comic series was really good. I <laughs> but, love uh, Joe Hill. This is a rumor, though, as far as I know. I don't think we're. Oh yeah, this no. Is, this is this, this isn't is just, confirmed. This isn't oh. confirmed. This is just, just a rumor. Just like the always online oh, console wow. thing yeah. is not That's confirmed. Real. Why are Come we on. writing down rumors? We're supposed to write down news because it's something interesting to talk well, about. Okay, fair enough. This is a pretty well confirmed rumor, as far as I know. Oh. What yeah. about Sam Fisher? Oh, Tom Hardy's going to play Sam Fisher in the Splinter Cell. That Sound sounds movie. good to me. Yeah, he's got I'm a down Sam with that. Fisher yeah. face. Yeah, he's got that. You know, kind of square face. As long as wait, he can wait, do a his decent face is three green dots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know. Oh, now I wore the big apparatus over my eyes instead of my mouth. Tom Hardy's got a weird range where sometimes I've seen him play like very believable, like gay fancy pantses, <laughs> and then I've seen, and then he's played like the meanest, roughest, yeah. badass ever. Yeah, that, that movie was oh, amazing. Oh, Bronson was a great movie. Yeah. He was also really good in Snatch. Are you, was he in Snatch? No way! I think you're thinking of the other movie. By was it Rock and Rolla? Rock no, and he was in Rock and Rolla. You're right. Yeah, he was yeah. Handsome Bob. Yeah, he was Handsome Bob, a gay yeah. character who was awesome. Like, He's he was so old. awesome. I loved him in that. Like that was the first movie I'd seen him in. And then while he wasn't gay, he was at least like a, a fop in Inception. Like that was yeah. So it was weird seeing him play. Like he has such good range. I, he I does like have yeah. I like I like Tom Hardy as an actor. I'm tired cool of Europeans dude. taking all our action movie roles, man. Eh. Support well, it's, it's either them or the rappers, man. There's the Rock. There's the oh, Rock. That's true. Okay, no, the wrestlers. No, I don't know that I want to see him in everything. <laughs> Me neither. Or Channing Tatum. You can see Channing Tatum. Uh, can you though? Yeah. So. I've only seen him face. in one movie that I liked him in, and that was Twenty One Jump Street. What about uh, you? Haven't seen Magic Mike yet? I hated that movie. That you movie did was see so. Magic Mike. I did. No, I saw that movie. That's why I said I hated that movie. You did? Yeah. Oh. What if Tom Hardy did weird. Sam Fisher as Bane? <laughs> no. I think it would sound a little something. <laughs> didn't I, didn't I make that joke twice? Yeah, he's yeah, already made it. that joke yeah. a bunch. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I wasn't paying attention. I was kind of <laughs> <I was kinda laughs> looking at the You're ceiling. Terrible. 
Uh, Black Mask is apparently oh, yeah. the main villain in Arkham Origins. Arkham Origins main villain is Black Mask. And he hires assassins to kill like Batman. eight. I think is going to be eight assassins. Deathstroke is one of them. Yeah, hmm. and Deathstroke's such a badass. That's all yeah. I want to see. Stroke. I know such a pimp. He's great Batman. in Injustice. Yeah, he I will say he's, they actually make him a very interesting character. I've been playing the Injustice iOS app. Oh, Ooh. how's that? It's pretty good. Man. Yeah, Corey Cohen uh, reviewed it for MacLife.com, and uh, he gave it pretty high marks. It's pretty good for just an iOS fighting game. I think I, I think I played it well, for thirty seconds. I mean, it's and I super, it's, it's super simple. They, but yeah. they do I don't it know, like I it's, enjoy it. it's Infinity Blade, and they describe it as a card-based fighting game. Yeah, which it, it is. It you sort buy, of is. Well, that's the that's where the money the, comes. The cards in, right? are the you fighters. You buy the card packs. Well, you don't have to though, because you yeah. earn them as you go along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but the, it's it's just that the cards are the fighters, and you're collecting the cards, which are the fighters. Yeah, well, and then, then you, you can you, you can level up different aspects using oh, the coins that you. What I like about it is that it match. ties into the regular, the uh, the retail release, and you can unlock costumes that'll you can play yeah. in the oh, real game. Cool. They're not on the Wii U edition because the Wii U is not advanced enough. <sighs> Why would you buy that? <laughs> Because you want to play Why? something on your Wii U. <laughs> Why would you buy a Wii U? Is the oh, question. I see. You're a Nintendo fanatic and you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> right, so let's move on to community. Uh, we'll start off with the answers to last week's question of the week, mm-hmm. which was, uh, you know, now that EA has been voted the worst company on earth or whatever um what do we Below think Below monsanto and bank of america yeah. yep. and and carnival cruises and but what the what do we think few. what do we think is actually hurting the game industry and i think what came out of our discussion was uh big budgets mostly yeah and some of our uh listeners agreed um but we, with this one, we had a lot of really long responses, mm-hmm. which I think that we're probably just going to pick a couple a couple shorter ones and then maybe just sections of the longer ones. Sure. Uh, but Schnazzy1 uh, said, if anything is hurting the games industry right now, it's the race for better graphics instead of new ideas in gameplay and increasing overall aesthetics. The problem is focusing on graphics makes games super expensive. When games can be good with proper use of gameplay and making a game look good with clever art style instead of super detailed polygons. We're at a point where games look great. We need to stop chasing the photorealistic goal and switch to what makes games fun to play and not just fun to look at. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, super Giraffe says, I think the price of games is a problem, at least in the AAA market. I wouldn't call it the biggest issue, but it's gotten to the point where a game costs triple the price for a comparable experience with most other media. I think it's part of what's inspired the wave of love for indie games. They can be just as good as anything a a big publisher puts out, and I don't feel bad every time I buy something. I don't know that I necessarily agree with that, because when it's a game that I know I'm gonna love i'll buy it right away and i don't mind paying the 60 dollars for it I will, I will agree i don't know uh, indie games are getting so diverse and and, yeah. and small teams are able to make games that they never could have before with tools like unity and and udk and stuff and so we're getting so much more variety and it's so great um and, and they can make really good stuff maybe not crisis 3 um but it's an exciting time, I think. We're, we're seeing more variety than we ever have. Yeah, yeah. I agree. All right. Well, um, there is a response to Schnazzy1 uh, from some random chap who 
who says, There's no race for graphics. The consoles maxed out years ago. Now those graphics are industry standard. What's really hurting the industry and causing those games with shitty gameplay is the audience. Most game devs want to make money, so they look at what sells, Call of Duty, and other shitty shooters. Mm -hmm. So when trying to capture a big cash return, they make their games mimic things that are already doing well instead of making something unique, and most of the time, that is what sells, so they keep doing it. People that are smart enough know to support games that deserve to be supported, but are the minority these days. I, I somewhat agree. I mean, I wouldn't say as harsh things about Call of Duty, because I think mechanically... Even though I don't really love it, it does some okay things. But the race for graphics is really being done by a few companies. Yeah. And, and it's being done on the PC. Console graphics are kind of the standard right now. And, and they're getting better. But I don't think the expense of graphics is necessarily as big as people think. Hmm. Uh, it's actors and, and programmers and huge salaries. Spade Slick on the forum says uh, something that kind of ties to what you just said. The main problem in the video game industry is not EA or microtransaction bullshit. Quite simply, it is the reluctance of the consumer to go out of their comfort zone and try new experiences. When I see the PS4 talking up how it's going to download games for me based on some algorithm and tailor advertisements for me, I don't really feel positive about that notion. Let me decide what games I'll like. I want to see things that I would never even think about buying on the off chance I'll find a diamond in the rough. Of course, this is a major problem in any medium, but I feel it's becoming magnified by a community that is increasingly insulating itself into a smaller, into smaller and smaller niches. You got the COD bros, the hardcore JRPG fans, the dreaded casual gamer, and that one sad man who spends untold hours organizing his EVE Online spreadsheets. Hi. <laughs> Why can't these people be something else, too? It's kind of frustrating to see so many wonderful games fail because they dare to appeal to something other than the broadest demographic possible, though I have no idea how this problem could ever be solved. It's hard to change people. They tend to be assholes. Hmm. Which I think I think there definitely is a trend towards people not really going out of their way to try something new that often, and I think that's why we do see a lot of really good games not do very well. But, I mean, at the same time, we see some great games step out, step out of the fold and do extremely well for being super strange and and totally well, different i'm not gonna chide anyone for not wanting to drop 60 dollars no, on no, something definitely that, not that is you know they don't know if they're gonna like when you see but, something as weird as like el shaddai on the uh, on which the was shelf, a great you know, game it was a great game but yeah it's pretty weird well, looking on, and on the one hand i can say like that's why reviews exist but on the other hand like are you gonna read reviews for something that doesn't mm -hmm. look immediately interesting like again el shaddai is something that a lot of people aren't going to immediately latch mm. on to yeah. or pay attention to. But if you discover it by accident, then I it's like, hey, this is actually pretty cool. This isn't a perfect response to that comment. But I think you would be surprised at how not stuck in their niches people are. Mm. Um, when I mentioned, I mentioned in a PC game article, I mentioned Metal Gear Solid. And so many people, and you would think, oh, the PC Gamer crowd, they just hate consoles. Like, no, so many people came out in our comments and said, I love the Metal Gear Solid series. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Like a lot of developers could learn a lot from the uh, from the boss fights in in Snake Eater, you mm. know. So there's the impression that like oh Eve players only play Eve. I think they're interested in a lot of stuff. Um, people do get really involved in a niche, and I think that's yeah. great because they form communities around it. Um, but I don't think League of Legends players exclusively play League of Legends or JRPG players exclusively play JRPGs. Uh, I think people are more complex than that, I would hope. Hmm. I would, one would hope. Yeah. Uh, that guy makes an interesting point. 
Uh, make better games for kids and people of all ages, not just the same games with iron sights aimed at the, the same late teen to 30-something generation. The only reason the game industry has that fan base in the first place is because they grew up on timeless games aimed at them when they were younger and kept them interested to stick around. Get new people into gaming instead of keeping to tr- keep trying to sell to the same jaded fan base. Yeah. I feel like there are systems for that. Hmm. The Wii and the DS are definitely more aimed towards mm-hmm. getting kids well, into games, will- but... Nintendo well, I, always I, I, aims at the newest crop of 11-year-olds. Like every yeah. From ages yeah. 8 to 11, they want to be your number one thing. But and when you age out, they'll just go on to the next 8-year-old. Has Nintendo changed its strategy for doing that, though? No, not really. No. I, well, mean, I think this... it's trying to adapt to the demands of an, an older audience. Like, oh, you want a more adult Zelda? Sure. Okay, well, here's adult Link so you can relate to them. I do but... think there is some pandering to, to the demographic, but sorry. Oh, no. Uh, in this day and age, I just think that and and maybe this is like I said, my I've got my brother playing Mass Effect and Bioshock. I think that there are a lot of younger kids playing games meant for an older audience, and and they're getting into games that way. Like the way that we used to play games as kids has totally changed. They were for us back it's, then. It, they were for us back then, but not, no. games have changed, and now kids are playing adult games, and adult games are made for kids. And your brother's totally not going to get the end of Bioshock. He's not listening to the voxophone. He's not searching for anything. He just wants to go straight through it. And I want to yell at him and then hit him. But and I then ask won't. you, who are these people? It's like, well, if you hadn't skipped the cutscene, if you had, no. who's Daisy? Wait, I'm actually, like, you should be paying attention. Are there actually cutscenes in that, or is it just yeah, characters talking? Well, kind of, yeah, a little bit. Kind of cutscenes. Oh yeah, I, I guess the, the in bit where you meet scenes. Elizabeth. That's kind of kind of yeah. But anyway. But yeah, I, I just think that the way that we're brought up on games is a lot different. And games don't necessarily have to be marketed for kids and made for kids for kids to be playing them. I don't know. I suppose not. The, but I mean... But I do see... I do see as far as the male saying. 18 to 30 demographic, it is being pandered to too much, I think. Whatever. I'm a white male. I'm, it's I'm, 18 to 49. As someone who is, I'm, I'm not saying me. the games are bad. As someone who is also between 18 and 30, all these games are directed at me, and, and I'm cool with that. So. No, no, yeah. They're not. Not to your gender. Whatever. I, not that you they're don't happy. like them. They are happy for you to buy it, but they're not marketed towards you. <laughs> no, they don't, no, that's, they don't, that's they don't, true. They don't, they don't care about you, and they don't care about anyone outside of that. I'm, not, I'm saying they as this sort of straw man, but, you know... That they there is marketing to the male. 18 they're to they're 30 not like actively working to not get women to buy their games. They're perfect. They they uh, to some extent that. actually they're actively repulsing women. I think they're in repulsing cases. women by how much they're going <laughs> after the men. Yeah, that is true. In certain uh, cases, I don't know. I think that there are certain things maybe nowadays that that are tricks to be used to get women to be more interested in games mm. more. And I hate saying this: more attractive male leads, more likable male leads. When I would do mm-hmm. Booker. I, I, I mean, I'd... absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I do Baker. But... I mean, Booker. <laughs> uh, I almost met him at a party once, but then really? I got too nervous and was oh, like, man. no, 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 no. He's no. a good-looking man. He's, He's a good-looking man. Yeah. Um, but then. But I can't remember what I was saying because now I'm just picturing Troy He's Baker. Troy Baker. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, Detective Ventriloquist says, <laughs> biggest issue, not enough full frontal nudity for males in games. Truth. Fucking, <laughs> fucking sexist. No homo, bro. 
Well, you're gonna get an That's AO. True. You know what? A wiener will get you an AO rating. It didn't for balance or um, for Dante's Inferno. Dan- there was one in Dante's Inferno? Yeah, oh, yeah. Satan yeah, has a wiener. huge hanging oh, dick. Oh, God, that's right. And mm-hmm. um, what's not, not Ballad of Gay Tony. Damn. Thank you. But, Thank you. Uh, yes, okay. Lost and Damned has the but senator showing off his dick. An erect penis will get you an AO just as it will get you an NC-17 in movies. Hmm. Yeah, I I don't, I don't want to see penis in my games. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. Come on, yes, you do. Press A to penis. Come on. <laughs> It's going to be great. It's like if, if some of these developers would ask women what they wanted, they would have a better idea of what women wanted. It's yeah. so weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, so weird. No, I don't know. I... Why don't they just focus group everything to death? No, well, I'm not <laughs> saying focus group to death. I'm saying yeah, if you're a primarily male development team, ask women what they want. Well, so that was a news story recently. That, uh, the Last of Us, or uh, well, the developers at Naughty Dog have been pretty vocal, like, number one, that they said... Sony pushed really hard for them to not have a woman on the cover, like not to have um, what's the the main? I can't remember the either. It's Ethan and Joe, or what's the girl's name? Joel and Joel Ellie. Joel and Ellie. That's right, Joel and Ellie. That Sony was pushing hard not to have Ellie on the front cover to put her on the back because huh. there's the hmm. there's an the idea that if you have a woman on the cover, guys won't buy it. And well, which have is you the, seen, the have opposite you seen the of Beyond? all other advertising and media. Have you so seen the absurd. Beyond cover? Yeah. It's just be- her face. Yeah, but well, meanwhile, uh, where's Elizabeth? She's on the back of the cover, even though That's you see true. her way more I'm, than Booker. I'm, I like this. I'm I'm actually stealing these thoughts. Just shh. It's okay. What? I'm stealing these thoughts from someone else in the industry. But like the idea that that having a female protagonist or having a female on the cover means a game won't sell is so absurd. Like, what does that mean that games who have male protagonists sell because they have male protagonists? I think that's what. I, and if, if a game not, with a male protagonist doesn't sell, why uh, didn't it sell? The problem is that these aren't that these aren't absolute truths. The problem is that there are assumptions. Seemingly, there are executives who feel this is true. They're just nonsense and, assumptions, and, and it's, they're it's the one. The people who so make weird. these calls are the ones doing it. Like they're. They seem to believe, well, yeah, guys don't want to play as women. Guys don't want to even see a woman on the cover. They want to be a dude who shoots other dudes. That's what they want. That's what guys want. And I do want to be a dude who shoots other dudes. I'm just saying I'm Mm -hmm. open to other things. I could be a woman that shoots other dudes. Yeah. I could be a woman who shoots dudes as long as I had a great time in Bayonetta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a fantastic I game. I love shooting people with shooting arrows through people's heads Look, is in Tomb Raider. As long Tomb. as the only mechanic is that I'm killing people, because that's all I care about mm-hmm. as a gamer. What does it matter what kind of genitalia what my does protagonist it have? That's right. Has. Has? Have. have. Okay. My protagonist have vagina <laughs> or peen. My protagonist peen. have <laughs> vagina. Um... um Pulp Sock says, the biggest problem Pulp with the sock. games industry mirrors the biggest problem with the movie industry. To put it bl- bluntly, too many suits. Going for the safe bets and not doing enough to change the experience for the custom- consumer and making an identity for their brand. There are exceptions, but far too many publishers are happy with ruining an IP for short-term gain instead of diversifying their project, their products. Since most of the innovations are coming from indie devs, many major studios would radically (laughs) benefit from using the unique, yet not fully realized, gameplay slash story elements and giving them AAA polish. Check out Monaco, y'all. 
Uh, I want to reward RetroMess for including a TLDR in his rather long comment. Yay! Or her. I'm not. I'm not going to make any judgments. <laughs> yeah. Uh, TLDR. Gamers are some of the most conservative-minded, change-hating people out there. True. I think that more than anything is. I think that more than anything is holding games back. People want the same thing over and over, and the success and popularity of HD remakes and re-releases proves that. And goes on to say, everyone pretty much hit the nail on the head. High, huge budgets or high budgets, teams constantly being let go, etc. But I think Grimm had the best point. Doesn't matter how, how you lean politically or ideologically, gamers tend to be just as conservative and fearful of change as any Tea Party revelations quoting asshole out there. Yeah. I love games and I love gaming culture, but we as a whole are stuck in the past a lot of the time. Whenever a new game in a series is announced, it gets shit on if it's too different from past games. However, if it's too samey, we hate on it too. See sports games or Dynasty Warriors games, because it didn't do anything different. There's a magic formula that works on gamers who almost need to be treated like children in order to be tricked into giving their money to a publisher. When the publisher tries to get their return back via DLC, marketing, etc., us babies cry and whine and moan. I would love nothing more than for gamers and games to be taken seriously in the world, but shit like EA being voted the worst company recently just shows how far behind we really are. It's sickening to see, and I can't help but just shake my head at that sort of thing. Don't get me wrong, I love an HD remake or revival of an old franchise, I just wish we could see more new great things alongside them. Yeah. That was the TLDR version? No, I, I read the whole thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> then why did you say it's so good that he has a TLDR? Because I want more people to do that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, he makes he makes good points. I mean, I think it's really complicated the mindset of the, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And the, then as I was reading it, it's like the rest of it's really good, so I'll just read it. Yeah. Well, the the gamer hive mind is is an interesting mm-hmm. phenomenon, and it has a lot to do with the internet. And and it's, it's too complex for me to analyze in the five seconds I have before you're going to read another <laughs> comment. I'm going to read one, and then I'm going to TLDR a couple other ones just so we can move through this quickly. Okay. Aimbot Master, I guess, uh, says, I think that the new mass marketing approach of AAA games is hurting the games industry. As blockbuster games are treated more like blockbuster films, the cost of marketing and advertising video games has has to be reaching ludicrous numbers. Doritos, Mountain Dew, 7-Eleven, and other food-based tie-ins, viral ad campaigns, tie-in comics and films. Dead Space I can understand, but did Dante's Inferno really need an animated movie? Store-specific collector and special editions. All of these are new ways that companies will push a game out to the public, but will also balloon the needed sales for a game to make profit. That's, of course, along with the regular TV, internet, magazine, movie ads, and website designs. Note that this isn't a brand new trend, Super Mario Bros. Macaroni and Cheese, anyone? Hmm. Uh, Although this was more cashing in on the Mario brand a la Angry Birds, and Mario is Italian. That's true. Good point. True. True, true, true. Uh, Uh, He goes on to say some other stuff. (laughs) It's probably not important. He he did mention Injustice's iOS game. Ah. I would like to read uh, Combat Cat, which uh, descends with some of the opinions that have been expressed so far. Uh, It says, In my opinion, this generation has excelled at coming up with new ways to fuck over the consumer for every penny they have. On-disc DLC, day one DLC, cheats sold as DLC, season passes, online passes, set to expire so even if you buy new, you're likely to pay for it. Microtransactions, pre-order bonuses, and a fairly new bullshit strategy, limited editions sold for $10 to $20 more, which basically contain a bunch of measly in-game items, popularized by none other than EA. The last two are things I do not have problems with, actually. Read the pre-order bonuses I don't have an issue with. 
I really don't think you can blame EA more than anyone. No. I don't I think, think their hands does. are any bloodier than Activision yeah, or yeah. Bethesda or Capcom or Konami. Well, the or, thing is, like, pre-order bonuses don't actually cost you any additional yeah. money. Yeah. It's just a way You're, for stores to get your money slightly earlier. I'm going to say something. Might be controversial. Don't pre-order. Yeah, if you don't yeah. want the pre-order bonuses, don't pre-order. But no, my, no, no, just don't pre-order. Like, oh, I wait, wait to hear what people say about the game. Don't pre-order. No matter how hyped you are, just don't. If it's a game I know I'm gonna buy, no don't. matter what people say about it, like yeah. Borderlands, I pre-ordered that. Bioshock, I pre-ordered that. Just, and, and if you're disappointed, it's on you because you didn't yeah. wait to hear people to praise a lot. Yeah, exactly. And then I, for both of those games, I bought the special editions well, because are, I wanted their art books. Damn it! Games are just <laughs> so iterative now that you can probably guess you'll want Battlefield Four or you will want. The next Zelda game. Yeah, I mean, so we may as well pre-order anyway. What I don't like is when the the pre-order bonuses are split between stores. Yeah, like, that's annoying. Yeah, that you is... don't get at like you have to choose between with the GameStop's digital goodie or yeah, Amazon's. Yeah. But I don't feel like I'm being nickeled and dimed when that happens. I feel oh. like um, I'm giving a choice. I feel like they're marketing free stuff. Yeah. yeah. I feel like they're marketing, and, and it, that's all. It's really just, I mean, what it is, is it's not even value-added. It's just like, this is an incentive for you to come spend your money at GameSpot instead of waiting for it to come out at Target yeah. and, right. and not getting the hard sell from the managers. So, I'm sorry, people who work at GameStop, that's... God, did I mix it up again? Did I call GameStop GameSpot? I don't remember. I, don't I, do, I swear to God I do that every I single time. I do, too. But yeah, I mean, anyway. this is just a symptom of the big budgets. Like they, the the marketing people have to find ways to recoup that, and yeah. and yeah. it's through all these deals, and it's through all uh, DLC and all this. And hey, you know what? Sometimes we 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 win with DLC. Sometimes it's great, and um, it isn't always. Yeah. But you know. But most things, when they're like horse armor, they get punished. Like they become infamous. <laughs> well, that, that was like the first real attempt at DLC, I think, yeah. on the 360, and they didn't really know what that they was were bad doing. News, yeah, people were figuring things out then. Like, mm-hmm. Or, or if you want to be cynical, you'd say they're seeing how much they could get away with. And when consumers push back, they're like, "All right, we can't do that. Let's turn. To, <laughs> let's charge a little less." All right, a uh, couple. TLDR ones on the forums. Uh, Bladed Falcon says production costs. Cut the Grap says the venture for high-end graphical performance. Mm -hmm. Stupid Sexy Wild Femship says the way all big AAA games come out around the same time. Ultimate Punch Rod says annual franchises. And uh, Turbo also says high costs of AAA development. So there, there are a lot of people who deg- who agreed with the, the production values thing. Yeah, I just don't think they're spending money smartly anymore. I also think, like, you can say photorealistic graphics or whatever, but I feel like graphics are really plateauing now. Like, what they showed of the early PS4 stuff, I was like, you can show more doohickeys on screen at a, at a time, like, the yeah. move independently, but... Textures are pretty much there, the there, same. There are a few companies, like I said, like really pushing it, but they're doing it because they know they're selling to people who want to own a GTX Titan, which is a $1,000 video card. Good God. You know, and, and I don't think that's a huge problem because most people are using a set of engines. They're using Unreal. They're using Unity. Crytek? You know, Cry or, or, are they using that? 
Yeah, are they is using the... Is anybody using Tech 4? Is that... Is anybody making a game with a Tech 4? Um, other than Bethesda, I don't think so, no. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they've licensed it outside of Bethesda. Uh, I thought it was supposed to be, like, the future of development. Like, they... It's a cool engine. Carmack was talking about mega Yeah, I thought their big for plan years, for that was to... Yeah. Was to license it out. Probably. Well, but that was before they were bought by Bethesda. That's true. Yeah, so who knows. But I mean, I'm just saying, like, the, the standards are, are, are pretty much set. People are using Unreal, and, and it works for them because good workflow. Um, people are trained in it. I don't think that's driving up budgets. Mm-hmm. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, <laughs> who's apparently a big fan of the show. Awesome. Thank you, JGL. <laughs> uh, says, I think the thing that hurts the games industry the most of all is nerds. And then he has a jokey answer about being a cool dude. But then he has a serious answer. Okay. On a more serious note, I don't think there's enough diversity within games. I know I can't be the only person tired of playing some straight white guy in almost every video game I pick up. There have been some welcome exceptions to the rule like Tomb Raider, Sleeping Dogs, and Prototype 2. But there have not been enough. It's not something that hurts gameplay, but it would really be nice to have it in the game. Besides, I've been gaming my entire life. It's about time I finally get to play as a gay character. P.S. Games like Mass Effect, where you can choose sex, race, and sexual orientation, don't count. I want to be forced into gayness. (laughs) Fair enough. I have to say that will probably never... It'll be a long time before that happens. It will be a long time before I think that flies. Yeah, Yeah, I hate the word AAA, but... um, there is a lot of variety. But who do you call when your car breaks down? Ah. Ah. I've actually, a few people have said quadruple A, and oh, I, won't, okay. I won't name them, but shame on you. Hmm. Shame on you for using that. That's like in the 80s when they tried to introduce the 4X rating. Yeah. <laughs> it's even more hardcore than triple X. Oh. Yeah. I just, I hate, I hate IP. I hate triple A. Drive me crazy. All right, so we uh, rather than introduce a new question of the week or debate this week, we have a new segment we're going to introduce. <laughs> Do you want you want to tell them what this is called, Anne? Yes, this segment is called "Hey, We Need to Talk," <laughs> and basically, oh it's just uh, I just wanted to start a discussion based on something uh, a forum thread that I've been lurking in for quite a while now and I really wanted to call some attention to this just because I think it's a really interesting forum thread that sparked some great discussion among our our readers so I wanted to read the first post and then see where we can take this okay forum thread is men in distress and the first post is my name is my name he says After playing through Bioshock Infinite, I got the same feeling I got in Walking Dead, where I felt designers choose cute or lovely female characters to be the ones in distress because there seems that there'd be no sympathy for a male character in that situation. If Clementine and Duck in the Walking Dead game switched roles, would the the acclaim and drama still be there? If Liz was a guy, would the will to protect him be there, even if his personality is the same? Do you feel that this feeling is due to the expendability of men in in action entertainment, most mooks are going to be guys who get gunned down at random, and if anyone is going to make the heroic or idiotic sacrifice, it's generally going to be a guy. The latest Tomb Raider kind of covers both the bases thoroughly. Or this could, could this be the remnant of the save the woman and the children days? Do you feel the need to save the damsel would also be lessened if she were unattractive? If Elizabeth had, had been any other character, or any other character was overweight or ugly, but well-kept sweet woman, would that affect the game, or would you be expected to want to save a character who wasn't eye-catching? 
I should clarify, I'm not trying to be a troll or a sexist, and I hope I'm coming across that. I'm not coming across that way. I'm just curious. I think that came across very well. Yeah, yeah, that um, came across a very well. Worded I, question. Very well. I do have yeah. a two-word answer to this question yes. that I'm surprised nobody else brought up. Roman Bellic. Huh. Roman Bellic is a fat, unattractive, middle-aged man who continually gets into trouble and has very poor judgment. You have to save him a lot. You have to save him a lot. And I felt a real emotional connection to that character. Mm -hmm. I wanted to save him. I wanted to keep him out of trouble. I felt responsible for him. And I I didn't... And no, at no point did I say, like, oh, God, fucking Roman. Oh, I hate him. I wish he died. <laughs> and to a lesser extent in, in, uh, in GTA 4... There was Bernie. Like uh, you yeah, have to, Bernie. you just have to save Bernie from uh, uh, a gay bashing. Mm-hmm. Like, and it, he's not. You're not supposed to be sexually attracted to him. You're just doing it because it's the right thing. <clears throat> yeah, I think somebody else said that. Like weak male characters are typically portrayed as gay or yeah, yeah anytime or, or as ineffectual. Somebody, somebody did point this out, and I'll try and find it. But they said. Um, the few instances that this this actually does happen, where you're saving, where there's a male character who's anything but the stereotypical macho badass, that character is either gay yeah. or a villain or a coward. Well, Roman is it's, definitely it's Breckenridge's scourge. Thank you, that. Breckenridge's scourge. Roman is definitely cowardly, and he's also like fat and kind of dumb. I, mean, yeah, I would say true. that that's the exception to the rule. I mean, that's an anecdotal exception. I mean, the, mm. the general trend, of course, is. To have the heroic male character and the damsel in distress. Mm-hmm. I actually... Oh, gosh. I can't spoil Bioshock Infinite. I got a, a little bit uncomfortable in certain points because the strong female character of Elizabeth is not always a strong female character. And I, I just didn't... I felt my connection was lessened to her when she was in distress, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I didn't like rare. that as much, but... Needing uh, to protect her felt weird and, and a little bit forced at times because she's so... She can do so much, and and like she waltzes into battle um, and never gets shot. Where yeah. you're, you know, hiding behind walls. She's like, here, catch this. <laughs> Constantly <laughs> she's play- throwing she's me stuff. She's playing catch. Yeah. I'm like shooting people they, here. I feel like they made her damsel in distress in a postmodern way. Like they knew it was a very obvious mm-hmm. yeah. trope, and that's why they're. I doing mean, she's it. kind of a Disney princess, as we've said yeah. But, before. Yeah, of course, but I yeah. think that's her specific design to make her seem more like you you look at her and you want to protect her and that's the that's the reason i mean she's she's supposed to look like a damsel in distress but for the most part in that game she's not necessarily in distress at all like she you're there to to pull her out of where she is it's an interesting exercise to wonder wonder what it would be like the game would be like if she had been a boy Mm -hmm. um when uh, i also think it's interesting he brings up tomb raider because you actually still are saving a girl in it. Like yeah, but you're a, you're a woman is, saving a woman, and yeah, that's different. Yeah. But it's still your best friend, but it is, it's still also a woman in danger. Though you do, well, in other is, parts, you save Cookie, the 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 boat, the guy who runs the ship, yeah. and, or you try to. If you, uh, if you think of yourself and as... And the nerd. You remember the part where you saved the nerd in Tomb Raider? No, like, I didn't uh, play that far. I got very he, bored after he an He kind hour. of saves you, really. Well, he, he does the... Well, I don't want to spoil any oh, yeah, part yeah, of but the game. I wonder why they had that character, like, that they made him a dork, though, so he wouldn't... He couldn't be seen as a potential love interest. Like, he's hmm. just as... He's just the, the computer geek yeah, on the team. Yeah, let's not spoil any of this. Uh, are... In the first hour of Tomb Raider... you. You are spending your time watching Laura be abused and not really playing as her very much. I mean, you're playing, if yeah. you can call QTs playing a game. Well, and, and pushing forward on the thumbstick. And pushing forward. Don't, don't forget um, about that. It opens w- up K. after that. It yeah, no, does. no, I know it does, but it's like, it, during the time where I'm watching her be abused, it, it just, it 
felt weird to me. I, I don't feel like you watch male characters get that much abuse necessarily. Yeah. Um, Isaac Clark. Isaac Clark. True. Uh, Nathan Drake. Well, yeah, Nathan Drake just laughed off. That's uh, true. Never Max, played Uncharted. Max Payne. Yeah, Nathan. No, he abuses himself. He's uh, but he gets a lot of abuse too. He 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 has things done to him that nobody should be able to. I'll stand corrected on that to to recover from. Nathan just lasted off in a like the Indiana Jones way. Indiana Jones is like, man, I'm shot. And that's how I mean that's how original Lara Croft did Mm. too. She laughed off anything that happened to her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this new Lara Croft is. I mean, she's more vulnerable. She, she doesn't laugh it off as much, but she still uh, she's has that Because she's never been hurt that way. She's uh, just getting bones. out of school, and, mm-hmm. and yeah, she's never she, been hurt she like that. She takes a spike yeah. through her side. Yeah. Yeah, and, and she, she has that wound through the entire game. Does she? And it, she, never, and it never, never gets infected. No, never she, gets infected. She, never she gets healed. It. Does she? she? Oh, that's right. She okay. Does. She does. I mean, now so. we're just making fun of the game. But um, um, yeah. um, Well, I, I wanted to say also, you brought up Bernie Crane earlier in GTA, and it's like, yeah, two of the parts where you're defending a guy are Bernie Crane and then Gay Tony in the Ballad of Gay Tony mm-hmm. and and you kind of have to protect these people and with Bernie Crane it struck me as a little strange because number one he is played off as such a stereotype in that scene where you have to protect him he goes jogging and literally his wrists are flapping all over the place <laughs> he, is, he, is, he is mincing like he, yeah. no other character moves this, in the this world. is a guy who was a soldier in presumably the, a Serbian or Bosnian army yeah Everybody got impressed into that army. He could have been deeply in the closet. It doesn't matter. Like he should be able to defend himself. This guy has seen some shit. Mm-hmm. He that's has been true. in the shit. Mm-hmm. He's one of only three survivors of their unit. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't that doesn't add up as much. Mm-hmm. I I think just it's so easy. I don't, I don't know if it's sexist that much. It's just easy to be like a woman's in danger. Help her. Like that's just the thing. Like yeah, and I mean you do. There are various games where you have to, I mean, where men are being rescued, but they're typically not men that you have a strong emotional connection to. Mm. Because I think, honestly, maybe well, this is true. Men don't have and emotions. Somebody is, is going to. true. We're all sociopaths, basically. Somebody's going to yell at me for this. I think it's it's more it's easier to be attached, and and for me, even being a woman. It's easier for me to be attached to a female character and want to protect her than it is for me to see these big macho men and think, I need to protect that dude. Even if the woman I know can take care of herself, I still see, even as a woman, I still see women as something that need to be taken care of more. And that sounds horrible coming out of my my own mouth. Mm And and I mean I think that that's just something that is ingrained. The society thing. Society and, and years of. You know, you I, see women as, as soft and, and well, yeah, I, I think yeah, they in, can be badass. I think but... in video games, like if you're supposed to respect a male character, then he can defend himself. Like in Gears, you do need to save other platoons, but they're still shooting. They're still shooting their guns and doing their best to hold down the fort. And like, in Gears you... Three, Anya and Sam, they can they can take care of themselves. They don't mm-hmm. they don't need to be saved, but. Well, another thing is you have to understand that a lot of video games don't have the same ability to tell a an emotional story that like yeah. a movie or a book does. So it, a lot of them, like, they kind of need to get the shortest route possible to your emotional engagement. and Which mm. tends to be yeah. getting Ten- you attached to a female character. Yeah. They, they, it, it's easier to get attached and to a female character. I think to a, than male a male one. character. When yeah. a, when a yeah, female totally character agree. can fend for herself in the same way that uh, male characters archetypical, 
archetypically can archetypically archetypically thank you that's what i was looking for um we tend to see it as a statement about how they can fend for themselves Mm -hmm. whether or not it is like maybe the way i interpreted the opening of tomb raider that that was just the dramatic opening of a game and 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 if you interpret it or maybe as i slightly did as a statement about how laura can fend for herself then, then you're maybe missing the point and maybe i did miss the point on that so yeah, so anytime you have a strong female character, people kind of interpret it as a message about how women can be strong, when it isn't necessarily that. Whereas when you have a strong male character, people don't interpret it in any way other than that's perfectly normal, men should fend for themselves. Yeah. And what what about the question of uh, if Elizabeth was overweight or ugly or, you know, would you still feel an attachment to that character? I mean, that's a hypothetical that we can't really know. Um, Mm. I know they wouldn't have made her that. Yeah. I mean, I guess Fat Princess (laughs) is the closest thing (laughs) to to an overweight female lead that you have to protect. I mean, it's really tough to think of that just because they, they made her look that way for a very obvious reason and it's because you're supposed to think of her as a damsel in distress so when you don't have to protect her it's kind of a surprise Hmm. so making her out to be like an ugly or overweight character it's definitely not a step that they would ever make so that's really hard hypothetical to even think about for me yeah well have you guys played the the arkham city dlc uh, harley quinn's revenge have not. Yeah, well, that, I did. that's no, one I where you're you're playing as Robin and you have to rescue Batman. Batman is mm. the damsel in distress. That's yeah, interesting. So, uh, and then yeah. when you free Batman, he's still like, "Let's get back to work." Like, <laughs> I didn't need your help. What are you doing? I'm not here? gonna admit I hate I you. To be Fuck saved. you. Well, what are you doing here? Men, back off. Men can never admit to needing help. Go back to your sex dungeon, Robin. Why <laughs> <laughs> is um, Robin in a sex dungeon? Well, honey, you know come why. On. Come on. You know. Come on. You know. Uh, Yeah, I mean, God. All I can say is, golly, I don't know if Elizabeth were fat or or unattractive. um, What would that be like? I feel just like the more... The better... Not the better she looks, but the more like perfect she is, the easier it is to be like, oh, yeah, the the symbolism is there. The theme is better expressed. Like, it would feel realer if she was unattractive, you know, but... I feel like one of the things that they did was when they marketed the game, you always see her with the short hair and the corset and the blue dress and the blue jacket. And she also looks completely mm. different. She, and, <laughs> and in the beginning, when you first find her, she looks kind of like a child. Mm. Like she's got long hair. She's kind of wearing what looks like a school, un- like a longer version of an old school uniform. She yeah. looks like she's supposed to be a child, and it's a natural, very natural instinct to protect childlike things. And so they gave her childlike yeah. features. Big eyes. Big eyes. Like, they they made her look like a child, and as they changed her later in the game, well, that's that's kind of a big shift in her character at that time. Yeah. And I know we won't get too much into that, but... Well, mm-hmm. another, another way that this uh, question was kind of poised was in The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. posed by the game itself. Uh, do you save Doug or do you save Carly when they're both being attacked by zombies? I save Doug. Yeah, I actually You're did one too. Of the few. I, I, most I saved Doug because he was Doug. smart. I did not yeah. save Doug. I saved Doug because I saw Carly had a gun and I didn't realize that she had just run out of ammo. So I was I, like, she can take see, care of herself. Right. right. Exactly. I actually thought she would be <laughs> okay. Well, I, she had I, a little I ammo left. I saved the fat guy I because I thought the woman could take care of herself. You guys all saved Doug. That's how right. progressive I am. You're so well, I, progressive. I saved Doug no, because he was Doug. talking about 
all these things that he was inventing, I was like, that's going to come in handy later. I just know it. The game makes it, the game makes uh, you aware that, that she could be a love interest for your, for Lee if you wanted, but that's not why I saved Carly. Well, maybe Doug was. could be the love interest. It was because <laughs> Carly had a gun and was resourceful, mm. while yeah. Doug was like, hey, I know how to reprogram TV remotes. Well, that's not going to be a very useful fat guy Except in, the, it is. in the zombie universe. Except it is. It is useful then. Yeah. Then the electricity goes It out, gets but. useful later when he's setting up alarms around the facility you're staying. How in about the, this? I think second episode. You, I mm-hmm. saved her because she's cute. I am a misogynist. Oh, clearly you hate <laughs> women because you saved one. But they but, talked about like um, you know, compare put duck. Duck in Clementine's place. Duck, I always kind of hated duck cuz he's just an mm. idiot well, child. He, he is he's an endearing idiot, but he is an idiot. It actually made me like duck more and, in episode yeah. 3 before the thing. And I I think part of the reason <laughs> Clementine is so likable is because she's impressionable and smart and, and she listens to you. She's a very intelligent little yeah. girl. I, I and don't, a little boy could have been that too. Well, yeah, yeah, it, absolutely. I don't and think, if it was a little boy, I think we still would have had that urge to protect it. I don't I don't think putting duck there is a is a good hypothetical. I think putting just the same same exact same characters, Clementine, but a yeah. boy, is a better and hypothetical. I, I and think I we would have protected it. I think no it still would have worked. I mean, I think actually situ- situationally, at least in the first episode, like it works better to uh, to to have her play against Lee because like Lee never had kids. Now he has to protect a kid. And on top of that, it's a girl. So he has to protect a little girl, which is just so far no removed from him. He has no experience with, with gir- little yeah. girls. And yeah, yeah, definitely. So it puts him in an even more alien situation. If it was a if it was a little boy, he could at least think to himself, well, I was a little boy once. I, I remember but something that would make him feel more comfortable. The point is, when it comes to children, it doesn't matter if they're a little boy or a little girl. There's a natural impulse in everybody to... Save the children. But, I mean, I will say the trend is... But fuck kids. Well, no, the trend is male protagonist, um, girl in distress. Mm. That, that is the trend. You, well, you, that's, you rarely, that's I mean, not in debate, though. We all know that. No, no, I'm not, it's not in debate, but like, I'm just saying you probably won't see a female protagonist saving a little boy. I don't know if I've ever seen that, actually, in a game. Not that that has to be a thing that uh, Telltale did or anything. Hey, they already did something by making a black protagonist. How many of those do we see? Um, pretty much none. Yeah. Pretty much gonna, none, uh, except for in the Walking Star Dead. Starhawk <laughs> prototype two, yeah. Oh, those About big it. failures that nobody. Played. Hey, Starhawk two or Starhawk was a really fun game. But mm. but I'm saying it wasn't and financial so was success, two. and its company closed. Yeah. Like, but the was same that, with prototype? Was well, that because of that? Uh, so I'm just my, saying I, that the, you can. Oh, I'm, I'm saying. Not, I'm just, uh, saying, just saying. I guess saying. putting us. The, the real question here, I guess, is putting aside um, what you think you should say in this situation. Do you honestly think it would affect your enjoyment of a game if? the uh, person you were supposed to save or help or watch over was a male or overweight or not conventionally pretty or any of these things. It depends on how the game is presented for me. If it's a character that I really like, then yeah, I'll go out of my way to help that character. From a storytelling perspective, it's just an overused trope in general to how do you define the hero? He saves someone. like, And so... Whoever you save, that will define them as a hero. So if you're going to do that, you may as well save the prettiest, uh, most beautiful thing. That makes you even better because you saved a pretty thing. Yeah. So, yeah. 
I'm gonna say I'm gonna abstain. I can't know. I hmm. mean, it's a hypothetical. Um, I would be interested to find out. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna say compelling narrative isn't yeah. dependent on the identities of the characters. So if something is well written and interesting, I'll give anything a chance. Hell yeah. yeah. And and I don't know that it would affect my enjoyment as long as again the narrative itself and the characters are compelling in their own way. I mean, so uh, yeah, question of the week. Let's let's make that the question of the yeah. week. Do you think it would enjoy, affect your enjoyment of a game if uh, the damsel in distress, as it were, were anything other than a, a dudesel in distress? Yeah, a dudesel in distress, <laughs> it, or if fat over, uh, you know, um, in any way ugly, not. The yeah. most beautiful thing you've ever not, laid your Not eyes on. an ideal potential love interest. Yeah. Would you be interested in saving them? Or or a vulnerable little girl, whatever. Mm-hmm. So to answer it, go to uh, either lasertimepodcast.com slash forums and yes. look for the thread. Or go to vidgegameapocalypse.com, look for the article for this week's podcast and comment underneath it. And we will read some of your responses on the air. So moving on. We... Decided on a winner. Well, actually, we didn't. Random numbers did. Yeah. <laughs> Decided on a winner for our Monster Hunter case. Uh, the winner is Triscitable, and we will send that out shortly. So, yay! So enjoy your 3DS case. It's it's very hard to get now. It's very hard to get, and it's it's very pretty. It's such a pretty blue. It's shiny. Mm-hmm. It does look really nice. I just saw it to, I just looked at it right now oh my god <laughs> oh my goodness I'm gonna rub myself on it wait <laughs> that's a bonus I don't I don't bonus. know <laughs> no, he really I is I don't he's know doing that it right now that. it will be free no, of any biological material <laughs> Triscitable you have a prize <laughs> <laughs> that prize came with a prize <laughs> alright I'm gonna stop being disgusting um that's our show for this week. If anybody has anything that they would like to plug, Henry. Yeah, well, you know, I uh, if you want to hear more of my thoughts and uh, writings about video games, I still write for GamesRadar.com. GamesRadar.com? What's that? It's uh, the official website of the internet. That's what we called it. Oh, yay. I think we haven't called it that in a while, but uh, it's still good. It's still a good thing. It's, so, yeah, I have... I have written up uh, previews of The Legend of Zelda and the Mario and Luigi. I just did a few big features, like we posted the 50 Worst Games Ever article, uh, which is doing pretty good. And you can listen to me on the Games Radar podcast, Radio Radar, every week. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This isn't the only podcast you're on? Sadly, no. I think I spend 12 hours of every week on a podcast. (laughs) Hussy. Uh, and also podcasts. follow me. Speaking of other podcasts, I do <laughs> uh-huh. Cape Crisis on the Laser Time Podcasting Network, where I talk about comic books. And you could just follow me on H E N E R E Y G. That's right, H E N E R E Y G. H O T W Y R E Hotwire dot com. At Hotwire, just call one eight hundred collect. What was the what was the number that John Stamos had like? Dial eight seven two nine, and then the number. I don't care. Eight six seven five three zero nine. Anyone else? Hi, I work for PC Gamer. Who are you again, sir? I am Tyler Wild, Tyler underscore Wild on Twitter. And this week that you're hearing this, I am going to Iceland, uh, so you might see some news from CCP's FanFest. It might be about EVE Online, and apparently we're just uh, spreadsheet-loving freaks, according to <laughs> yeah. 
one poster. A little bit. It's little true. Bit. Um, but also... I've seen your spreadsheets. Uh, maybe some World of Darkness uh, vampires uh, interesting. Uh, and we just did our 350th podcast, as I mentioned at the beginning of this show. Uh, Cat Fantastic. You might like that. Listen to it. Yeah, Tyler has red marks all over his arm because of this podcast. So go listen to that to find out why. Electricity. You're not nice. supposed to say. Oh, sorry. God, you're the worst stupid at this game. Stupid son of a bitch. You stupid, you dumb bitch. I'm so sorry. I just <laughs> want to be liked. <laughs> um, I'm Ann Lewis at BDR Ann Lewis on Twitter. And I recently uh, did a preview of The Incredible Adventures of Van Helsing for Machinima. So I don't know. Go check that out, I guess. And I'm Michael Raparas at Wikiparas on Twitter, and you can read my review of Dead Island Riptide on OXMOnline.com. So that's our show, everybody. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bon appetit. Boner appetite?